Blog Talk Radio. But yeah, so it was really good on on that. 
so that was one of the things that happened. What else this week? Oh, my goodness, so many things. Okay, so I had a couple of people write me and ask me about, and this is a y'all regular ones that listen to me all the time, ask me about the, um, if I'm still doing the, um, the boot camp, kind of, yeah, uh, I am. Uh, so, like, maybe I will discuss it more a little later on. Uh, right now, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm, I haven't really started my exercise thing right back, and I am, like, I was exercising for a little while, and then for the last couple of weeks, I've, like, maybe two, three weeks, I've stopped completely, and so I'm going back because I was so, I was I was having a lot of pain a little bit from with my boob, but now, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to come back with it. And, uh, yeah, so I will let you guys know more about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about it more, maybe more about it as I move in this. This, 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 these next few months on the show, I'm, I, you know, we were getting ready to do, I was getting ready to do YouTube, and I'm going to wait for a minute because, you know, your girl got just so much going on. and But I may not wait. I don't know. I may do stuff every now and then. I'll let you guys know if I do what I'll do. If I do do YouTube, it will be just voice only, okay? So, but, yeah, I'm just in this space in my life where I'm just trying to, you know, recover, get my bearings. You know, you have a surprise, like breast cancer. You're like, Wow. So it throws you off a little bit, but I'm coming back slowly to my regularly scheduled program. Not regularly scheduled, very different scheduled program, which we're going to talk a little bit about in a minute. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, but trying to come back to, you know, get getting a program, getting, like, how, you know, getting myself back into moving in the direction I want to, which is what I want to talk to you guys about, about my weekend. Oh, it was so exciting. Okay. So I don't know if I've shared with you guys. I've been thinking, so I've been, like, you know, I've been trying to decide, you know, what am I going to do, you know, where am I wanting to go? Because I like, you know, I've been looking at teaching theater, too, and doing some other things, and and I'm still not quite decided about things and everything or whatever. But I got this opportunity this weekend to go visit this, I won't say the school, but it was a wonderful school for a master's program. And listen, I had the time of my life. I had fun. I really enjoyed it. I mean, if I was a person that was like, uh-uh, I'm 50 some, I'm 50 plus <laughs> one, and I ain't no one going to be no more school. School was fun. I went back to finish that, you know, for myself, my grandma. <laughs> And people are my family, but no, but 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 now I'm like re, really reconsidering, and this in this program, this particular program is so fierce, and so you guys, I'm gonna have to think about this. You know, you guys pray for me and everything, but I'm excited. If we'll talk more about it, if there is a, if I decide to do this, but I'm so excited. It was so it was so fun. I love being around. Let me just say this. I love being around young people. I don't know, not like 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 I like older people too, but because I do, I love old people too. But I like younger people too. Oh my God, you feel such an infusion of youthfulness. 
Such an infusion of like you know you you really be figuring out what's going on and stuff like that and all this. So it was really great. I got to. It's so it was funny because I was you know getting talking talking about information and stuff for this program, and I was talking to one of the people that's teachers that's you know in this program that teaches in this program and over the program and. She's like, oh, I love non-traditional students and everything. It felt so welcoming because, you know, a lot of students who go for their master's degree are non-traditional students, and especially if you're going in theater, it's a very uh, different uh, vibe and stuff, but you really get to network and meet people, and it stretches you more in that profession than you ever that you that you ever could think of. So it was fun. It made me rethink, like, should I be thinking about this? Because when I got this opportunity, I was like, oh. I was like, eh. But then I'm like, now I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe, not. hold up. <laughs> maybe this isn't a bad idea. And one of my friends and me were texting each other. She's like, why not? Because, see, I've been having this thing. I've been going through this thing lately. And I guess I'm getting ready to go into my it's a word. <laughs> I think it's my it's a word. I don't know. But I've been having this thing I've been going through lately and really seeing my age. I'm like, whoa. Now, everything, let me just explain to y'all about something about me, okay, that y'all, I, I think listeners who've been around for a long time, my little group who know me, know me, know that I have always said on the show, everything that I've ever done, like big or something that's happened to me, has been late. <laughs> when I was little, I learned everything late, late. It was always coming to me late. <laughs> no joke. I learned to tie my shoes correctly late. <laughs> my grandparents said I was walking late. <laughs> so everything, like, I go to bed late. <laughs> now, I don't work now. Going to work and stuff like that has never been, like, I'm not like that. I'm, I'm, I'm a Virgo moon now. But other than, but it, I've always been late in the going in like whatever I'm doing. So this is not so but now I'm at this like this strength, this age, you know, where I'm like <clears throat> where you're like, Oh, but I'm not I'm old but I'm not old <laughs> And you you're and I'm going through this time where you're trying to figure out how about do you how do you um you know after you've had such a, a major, like in your, when you're going through your my midlife crisis, well, not midlife crisis, what I call it midlife transition, happened so strange, and it wasn't just, how can I say it? It wasn't just, um, like, you know, where you go through, the, where you're going through your changes or whatever. I haven't gone through it all the way yet. <laughs> but it, it's in it's in telling, like, breast cancer. So it's kind of all strange for me. So it's now I'm at this thing where I'm looking at life and I'm, like, looking at the time, and I'm like, okay, we got to figure this out. <laughs> what am I going to do exactly? How am I going to do it? And I was talking to a friend. We were texting back and forth, and she was telling me, she said something that I thought was so powerful, and I wanted to share it today for you guys on your It's a Word and she says, you know, you just got to be delusional about things. I was like, what? What did you just say? She's like, it's okay to be delusional about it. And I said, what's delusional? She's like, I mean, I know what delusional is, but she said, 
pick something and be delusional about it. Be the, 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 the craziest thing. What is the nuttiest thing you can think of you want to do? And so we were laughing. I was like, I said, really? I said, you know, you know, like like we were talking about fun. You know, I was texting back and forth. And I said, one of my fun things that I've always said I would love to do, and I always put this up there. Y'all know I like the dance, the dance stuff. But it's also, I always had, and I used to tell my friend who's uh, my uh, girlfriend who's from, oh, I got a couple of girlfriends from the from the Caribbean, from the islands. And I always said to her, I want to do one of those island outfits, you know, those, like, those, those like, those outfits when they have their carnival. <laughs> and she's like, okay, okay. Like, so she's like, what's delusional? Okay, delusional. Like, like don't even look at your age. What, the most the craziest, the most delusional, crazy thing that you could think of, think about things in your youth and stuff like that that you want to do. And I said, oh, and she's like, that's the craziest thing you want to do. And so I have been, I told y'all last week, oh, God, y'all should tell y'all this. <laughs> I told, who did I tell this week? I told two people this delusional thing because my friend was like, share your, be delusional. Just do something, just just go towards crazy delusional things. Like she said, I'm not saying that has to be your, what you do, but let the possibilities roll. Don't look at your age so much. I'm like, okay. And so she said, what's the most delusional thing you can think of from your youth that you really wanted to do and stuff like that? And I said, oh, this I have shared only on Facebook. <laughs> and some members of my family were like, seriously. But one of the most crazy delusional things that I've ever wanted to do, and I said, you know, of course I'd have to get like a super shape and stuff like that. But I said, when I was young, when I was in my early 20s, I had a thought. <laughs> and then I thought better <laughs> because I come from a deeply spiritual family, right? Oh, but I have been watching, like, on television the last couple of – and I'm getting somewhere. This is y'all It's a Word, by the way. For those of you who are new listening to the show, I have this thing that I do where I tell about my experiences, and I uh, do this thing called It's a Word – trying to help you guys. Hopefully, maybe you'll find some uh, similarity with me that encourages you or whatever. All right? So <clears throat> so my delusional thing was I had been watching. I told you I had been last week. I have been watching the Playboy, uh, uh, <laughs> the Playboy, uh, what is it? Um, oh, God, the Playboy, um, damn it. Oh, the Playboy Murders, I've been watching that. And I've been watching the play. I've been watching the Playboy story, which I completed, you know, finally last week. It was so good. It was so good. I have the whole story of how Playboy got started. I'm so fascinated by stuff like that, right? And so <laughs> I said to her, I would have loved like to pose in Playboy. She's like, okay, what about the gold like just being the, the, like one day being the oldest woman playing Playboy? Let's look it up. I was like, you're stupid, right? But stuff like that. She was like, just think crazy. Think the craziest thoughts you can think. And I'm like, yeah, that's what you really got to do to brainstorm and you can't and let not let all the obstacles or all the things that you perceive as obstacles stop you. But it was really fun doing that. Like, you know, I was like, okay, yeah. You know, and I was like, I'm just so close to that because I did this uh, whole shoot for this girl, young lady, and it was a boudoir shoot. It was very – I had fun. I was like, damn. And I was, you know – I was still plus size, but it was the pictures of sex. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. The pictures of sex. I thank you. 
I mean, I'm talking about like they really. But yeah, I was like, then I realized when I did that, I was like, damn, I think what you know, I could, pro- I, could, I don't have, I don't have a problem so much with you know, nudity as much as I like when I was a pr- young. When I was young, I wanted to, pro- I thought about, I wanted to do the whole Playboy thing and wanting to, you know, be a playmate one day. I think, oh my God, I'm a Scorpio. You got to think I wouldn't, I wasn't thinking like that, even though I was prudish, I was in church. Yes, I did think about it. But let me say why, okay, like, like why I thought about this whole thing. Because, but then I thought of better because I was like, oh, my grandfather, oh, my God, my grandfather would kick my ass. No, he wouldn't kick my ass. He just dragged me out of the Playboy Mansion and kick Hugh Hefner's ass and everybody in there. <laughs> right? So that wasn't happening. Okay, but good thing it didn't, too, when I was young, because once you read, you hear about these Playboy stories, you're like, shit, there <laughs> was some crazy stuff going on in the Playboy Mansion. But, okay, I say all this stuff to you guys is, here's your it's a word for the week. And I got two different it's a words. So this is the first is a word. Anything that's in your mind that, you know, that you find that you may want to do, I love what my friend said, be delusional about your goal. Be delusional about don't. Don't put a cap on yourself. Think of something delusional. Not delusion that it's delusional, but something that people will perceive as delusional for you. Something that people will perceive so crazy and do it. Or try to go towards it and stuff like that. And on the way, you will find like a number of things that you may say that you want to do, but don't be afraid to be thinking outside your box, to think something crazy for yourself or something much better, and don't limit yourself. You know, when people say, you're too old for that, you'd be like, yeah, but I'm going to be like, yeah, that's great. Let's go ahead and go for it. Let's go ahead and be delusional about it because you never know where you might land, okay? Instead, if you, you let people stop you and tell you what, you know, Yo, you're too this and you're too that, then you stop right there. Sometimes it pays to be Delusional about a thing, okay? And I'm not saying be crazy, crazy. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying be like, um, if you're 80 years old and you're talking about, you know, you want to play pro football, but hey, you could have a thing, dream to play football somewhere and a tag team or anything. You get what I'm saying? I'm just saying the idea to be active or whatever it is to that that will get you to thinking towards other goals. You might not achieve the delusional goal, but you may chip up. Achieve a bunch of goals in between, you know, in between that will help you go towards something bigger and better than you uh, ever thought, or you might go towards the delusional goal. Okay, so I hope y'all get it. Okay, so be delusional. It's okay. Be delusional about what it is that you see yourself as, and don't and don't be like me who's going through these little age things. I'm going through my little age and like, oh my lord, you know, because I, you know. I know I'm 51, but I feel, I'm going to tell you the truth, I don't feel, I still feel like the, I still feel like the 26-year-old, the 25-year-old, maybe because I don't have kids, and my friends are always like, yes, because you have kids. <laughs> I don't know, I'm like, okay, but yeah, I just, you know, but I think I would always, I would be like that if I had children. My grandmother was like that, so is she still like that now? My grandma, my granny is still youthful in her energy now. She's got, she's not, she, she's 
almost she be in March. She be mad at me telling y'all. She be she be in March. She's eighty nine or something. She still like a kid. <laughs> she does fun stuff or whatever. So yeah, so I think it's just hereditary. I think I just I, and my daddy is really youthful. Okay, my daddy is the my daddy is the my daddy is the uh, cool dude in the club. <laughs> I wish I'm gonna share with y'all my daddy in the club on Facebook one day. Y'all be like, your daddy is crap, your daddy well. <laughs> My daddy be in the club. <laughs> he, can, he be having all this food. <laughs> My daddy be having a ball, okay? So, yeah, so I, I kind of got that energy. I, got, I have that energetic energy, I think. So I just would probably be like that no matter what. But, yeah, so, yeah, I, so be delusional. About your goals and your uh, dreams Because I think it will lead you to balance yourself And balance out You know, think of the craziest dream you can think of And then go for it Or go or start thinking of things you can do Towards that thing, okay And then also Part two of your It's a Word That I thought that this week too Let me see Something I heard an astrologer say, because y'all know I love astrology. I was listening to astrology. And <clears throat> this week, try to remember, you know, when you're thinking about others this week, um, people in your life, relationships, friendships, all kind of stuff, think about how when you come into somebody's life, whether it's a friendship or a relationship or um this is just this part. This is part two of y'all. It's a word. It has nothing to do with part one about being delusional. Part two. This is just two things I really was thinking about this week. Always ask yourself about people. How can you be of service in their life? I mean, I ask myself that every day with different people. Everybody in my life, relationships, friendships, families. Once I see myself, like I see that I am no longer a helper, no longer a I start to go, where do I belong? You know what I'm saying? You know, I, do I belong in this friendship? Do I belong? doesn't mean I don't love the people anymore, just are my friends and stuff like that and family and stuff. This means it's, has, has this part run its course or whatever. So when you come into people's lives or when you show up in people's lives, a lot of times we are always thinking about what how people make us feel, but how can you be of value to this person? How can you be of service to another person, okay? So a lot of you, you know, when you're going into your friendships and relationships of the week and you meet new people and are you looking for new friends or are you looking for uh, new things in your life, Start thinking, how am I of value to people, other people? How can I be of service to other people and stuff like that? I think it will bring around you um, more of the people you need and more of and and more people who need you also and celebrate you. Because I'm trying, child, I'm trying to, I'm look, listen, that full moon in Virgo this week. <laughs> And it's in Pisces season. Child, your girl been emotional. <laughs> I've been, I've been emotional. I've been like, well, I've been, I've been crying. Next minute, I've been organizing. <laughs> so, 
but yeah, but the, the full moon of Virgo has made me say, how am I? How am I a value to myself and others? How am I? A, am I being? It's making me evaluate my. I always do that, but my relationship, friendships, and stuff. But full moon and Virgo this week has really been uh, doing that for me. It's really been uh, making me look around to see how am I being of service to others or and, and vice versa, and am I in proper spaces or people who I thought I should be in their lives and things where, you know, where I thought something may have ha- was going to happen or I thought it was going to be, uh, con- uh, you know, friendships or connections and stuff, and it didn't happen. I'm like, oh, my God. So how was I, uh, was I really... Was I really showing where I could be of service to that person? Maybe not. Maybe I'm not a. Maybe I'm not about. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's not. Maybe I can't be a value to that person, or maybe I can't be a value to that friendship, or something like that. So that's what I want you guys to start seeing because it helps you move in the direction you should move in, in the directions and the goals that you want to go into too. Okay. Oh, my goodness, so that's y'all, it's a word, you know, I get positive, I do say some positive stuff before I get into these, before I get into this, um, before I get to talking, you know, before I get to, uh, what is it, what do I do, uh, look critically at pop culture and celebrities, <laughs> first I gotta be nice to y'all, and then I'm getting ready to go for the thing, okay, now, if we into the show, Lord, let me talk. First of all, yeah, some of y'all was upset by Kelly Rowland, okay, last week. No, I think I helped Kelly, okay? No, and I'm going to talk about Kelly again this week. But I think I helped Kelly. No, no, no. No, no, no. See, y'all think when people telling people straight up, straight up some things, yes, there's a time when you shouldn't be straight up with people. Don't think I'm like this. This is a show. But, you know, there's a time when you need to ease it on people. But there's a time when you need to tell people the truth. And last week I was saying Kelly Rowan was terrible and all that stuff. No, I was not saying it. What I was saying is that Kelly, as beautiful as she is, because I love me some Kelly, okay? Mm-mm. If you've been listening to this show, you know I've been on Kelly before, but I'm a champion. I'm a Kelly champion, okay? So let me just say this. What I see was that Kelly needed to separate herself from the energy of the notes or the corners or whatever. You know, like, I'm just, you know, that don't mean you can't be friends with them and all that. I'm just saying building your own ish and building your own, cause that's why people are always asking her about them. And I saw Toya Luckett talk about this this week, too. She's like, she really doesn't mind being asked about them and stuff because, of, you know, but she said, all of them get it. Yeah, but I don't think, Toya, you probably get it as much as Kelly does because it's been, you've been long separated <coughs> from the energy of Destiny's Child. At first, you probably was getting asked about the break up, and they might ask you about Beyonce a little something all the time, but I feel like Latoya has built enough of a resume out here, and we kind of see Latoya Luckett's personality. She's an actress. Latoya's a good ass actress too. Latoya, it, it, she you know she get better every every step. No, no, Latoya the real deal. Okay, no, 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 no. I and not, I'm not trying to diss uh, Beyonce and Kelly, but Latoya is for, that's she's good. Okay, and she's been out here doing her chop, you know, building her chops, because she didn't have no choice. See, she got put out of Destiny's Child, so she had no choice but to get out here and scrub and and do go through the madness. 
And she done made some great albums. Oh, some of my my favorite, my my that last album. Ooh, I tell people all the time that Latoya Lucky album. I played the hell out of that. I love that Latoya Lucky album. Both Latoya Lucky's albums have been good. I think Latoya Lucky is so underrated. Uh, but she's been out here being able to separate herself from that energy. That when you, if I sat down and had an interview with Latoya Lucky. The most interesting thing to me about her would not be Beyonce anymore because I, I mean, because she's been away from that for years. Latoya just has her own energy. She has so much stuff she's done. So I, there's a lot of things that you could talk to Latoya Luckett about, and you you know she, and you just know she's been separated from Beyonce them for a long time. Okay, even though they're back and they're they become all become friends again and all that stuff, you you just don't need to. Talk about, you know that that. But Kelly gets that because Kelly is constantly around that. <clears throat> she goes to their premieres. She goes to their this and that. She's uh, you know, it just seems like she's still around. So people still attach her to Beyonce. And like I said, well, as long as you're around that big ass energy, people gonna ask you now. People gonna ask about it because your energy it just gets swallowed up in it until you build your own house. Now, what I said, what y'all got upset about was because y'all, because I said, what did I say? What y'all got upset about? Kelly, I said Kelly need to start all over. Yes, yeah, she do. Because you, y- y'all be pretending out here, y'all like, uh, y'all going to be supporting stuff. But, you know, y'all know how y'all be doing, okay? So I'm just saying, I, I, I said what I said. And I don't apologize for it. And I really think that if she heard it, she'd probably be helped by it. Yes, everybody got to do self-fucking-evaluation. I'm doing one right now. I'm a damn self. Self-fucking-evaluation. It's okay to do self. Self-evaluations are the realest things you can do. When I, Oh, that's what y'all got to say about the destiny child saying, Yeah, he's saying that she ain't a, a, a destiny child. That she not she wasn't a part of that no I, she wasn't anything in that group I said no she was a part of that group and she does deserve the accolades but you also have to understand how you were a part of that group and who benefited from the vehicle the most and that's Beyonce and to you you was like the Supremes to the Beyonce, to Beyonce like a background singer kind of Supremes yeah I know Kelly has some songs where she sang lead on but you would feel like the Supremes to Beyonce. Supremes to Diana Ross. You like Mary Wells, Diana Ross. Okay? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay? No, no. Okay? So you got just, you got to, you got to look at that and see how that, what does that, how does that energy work for you? That's what I was saying. How does it work for you? It's just like I said about salt and pepper and Spinderella. I said Spinderella misunderstood. Her space in that group. She didn't see that the vehicle was more for the two in front. The two in front could still tour without her ass. And ain't nobody too, ain't too many people going to not go see Salt and Pepper because Spinderella ain't there. Even though I see Spinderella building up her little stuff now, but she should have did that when she was in the group. That made her, it made herself irreplaceable. Now, Beyonce, of course, let me finish with y'all talking shit. Now we're saying this about Kelly. Beyonce can go out here on tour and sing Destiny Child songs without Kelly, without uh, uh, Michelle, without uh, 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 Toya. 
What's up, girl? Hey. Out and without fear of all of us. <laughs> Y'all said, fear of Beyonce can sing and do a whole, she can say, I'm going to do a Destiny Child show by myself. Uh, y'all would be upset that Destiny Child wasn't there, but y'all still go see the show. <laughs> like when Mary Wells went on tour, like a Supremes tour. People went to see her. Now, this is, hold on, let me just say this. That would be Kelly. Like if Kelly said, I'm going to do a Destiny Child so it would be people to come to see her, but it won't be quite like Beyonce. So, so, y'all get what I'm saying? So you got to understand the power of the vehicle. How did that vehicle operate for her versus you? And then you'd understand why it's important that you got to build your your stuff back up because you ain't been out here in a while. Okay, you out here promoting a movie, but you ain't been out here in these streets doing movies. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if I explained it to y'all enough. I'm not saying that she wasn't an important part of the group. I'm just saying understanding your legacy to the group. Like, one motherfucker can go out there and sing and not, and have three other people in the background pretending to be y'all and still pack out arenas. Some of y'all cannot. The other ones of y'all cannot. <laughs> That's not trying to be mean. That's the truth. Okay? And then when you understand that, you'll understand why you should have been on the Today Show in that little dressing room. Had your ass out there host co-hosting with Huda. Huda. Okay, I no apologies that I said what I said. Now I'm getting ready to talk about Mia Coppola. Tyler fucking Perry. I'm trying to stop cussing, but I can't. God forgive me. I'm trying to stop. Because I'll be like, Carlotta, you be cu-. I know, I'll be mad, okay? I'll be frustrated. Mia Coppola. And you know what, Kelly and Young Man, what's the other name? The man who started it, Young Man who started it, I forget his name. But y'all did a good job with, with the script y'all had. Y'all can't. One thing I say, Tyler, is that this isn't full of pauses like the like the sh- the, the weekly shows. Uh, Tyler Perry has had some great scripts sometimes, like The Family That Prays. I'm not saying it's the best, but it was great for Tyler. Uh, Daddy's Little Girl, decent. One of probably the old Medeas, like way back at the beginning. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but, uh, and see, I hate to get on Tyler Perry because Tyler Perry, and I've said I had a big get going off on Tyler Perry after defending. I used to defend Tyler Perry for years on this show. If you've been listening to this show, when my crew was on here and they all hated Tyler Perry, I used to defend Tyler Perry's ass, okay? But there is a point, and I understood. Well, the reason why I was defending him because I knew, I said, he's trying to get it up off the ground. You know, right now he can't afford writers and all this stuff. But, Tyler, we are in this space now where, baby, you need writers. And I know Tyler Perry likes to say, my audience likes what I say, but you don't want to, when you write a story or when you tell a story has a creative, 
I mean, most creatives who can attest, I'm just thinking most creatives who can attest to this, you want to grow, you want to grow your audience at the, after they've been in your presence. You want them to <clears throat> grow with you, grow with your script. You don't just play to them, but you want to write something that helps them grow, helps them change, helps them, you know, grow in their mind. Tyler, you failed at this. I mean, now at this point, I think you're just putting shit out here and just seeing if you can, like, you know, it's like they'll keep giving you money for it. And I was, I, somebody, my friend said, you should not, don't be watching on me a couple of girls. You know that's going to be trash. I know, but I was trying to support Kelly. Listen, I'm like, oh, my God. It was a horrible move. Tyler Perry, this is the worst one yet. And it was because of your writing. And I hate that Kelly had to waste a good-ass sex scene on this movie. Girl. Mm. That was a hot sex scene right there. Mm-mm-mm. Lord, him actually in the paint. Lord, I was like, this is going to be too... It was so sexy. That was about it. After that, the movie started just going crazy. It just started going everywhere. Just a typical Tyler Perry flick. And the problem is we have with criticizing Tyler Perry. Let me tell you why we have a problem with criticizing Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry, remember on Good Times when you would have the, I forget what that guy's name, he was the politician of the uh, of the uh, thing, and he would do some good things, and then he would do some, and, but he, behind he, behind the scenes he was out, he was kind of always thinking of himself. I don't know if he's a good one to think. I've used the, what I've used before to compare Tyler Perry, and it's not as good, bad, but I still use it, like Nino Brown, like the drug dealers in the hood, Okay. A lot of times with drug dealers back in the 70s and 80s in the hood, they do a lot of good things for a lot of people, right? You know what I'm saying? But but, but they might give out turkeys at Thanksgiving. They might give people money in the neighborhood. But the problem was they were still selling crack and stuff, and it was tearing down the neighborhood, right? This is the problem we have with Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry gives out turkeys. Like, you know, black turkeys and black, we say, oh, Willie, black actors got jobs and all this stuff. <clears throat> why is Tyler Perry the only mofo out there giving out jobs? I mean, why is he the only guy? No. Excuse me for calling y'all because I've been having a little cough. Why? Tyler Perry is like that drug dealer. He's giving out turkeys and stuff so we can so we can excuse his bad writing, his bad storytelling. His lack of creativity, his lack of dialogue, and you need other writers sometime in the room to help you. It's okay to start off your first several films. You're going to mess up. You know what I'm saying? I ain't mad at that, Tyler. I was with you. Five, first five, six films, it may not be perfect, but you was doing it. But now, you're still writing on the level. It, no, 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 you ain't even writing on the level you were back in the day. You done got worse. Me a couple of them horrible. That's all I'm going to tell y'all. I'm just going to tell you. It's not good. I'm not going to tell y'all what it was about. Y'all can watch it. Kelly did a little sex scene in it. Child, I'm going to talk a little bit later on about Kelly being on a um, Shane Brody uh, show, and she talked to her about uh, uh, about doing the sex scene and stuff like that. It's a very interesting interview. But, child, and let me say this, okay? I'm going to say this in a minute. <clears throat> 
Mia Coppola was not good, Kelly. And it's not your fault. It ain't the young man's fault who started in all the stars in it. Because, honey, that Nick Sager. Oof, Jesus. I love me some Nick Sager. Oh, is that how you say his name? Oh, Lord. When he played the president on Have and Have Not, I didn't even watch Have and Have Not no more. My girl would be like, what, you watch Have and Have Not? I said, yeah, for the president. Is the president going to be on today? <laughs> That's Nick Sager. The dude from, was he like Jamaican or something? That man is, Lord have mercy, he's fine. Okay? He was on, was he? he was on something else, too. He was on Queen of the South, and what is that other thing? Um, what is it? Uh, he was on another show. But, boy, oof. Tyler, you do give eye candy. Lord have mercy. But in that child, I was like, I'm, I was not here for me a couple, okay? I'm just going to say that. Okay. And it wasn't Kelly's fault. But when I talk, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Kelly when I talk about this Shane Brody uh, interview. And let me just say this, too. I'm not going to – I really figured out what's wrong with Kelly. I, like, I figured out Alicia Keys, but I didn't – I don't think I disclosed it to y'all, Alicia Keys. I think I did a little bit, but not a lot. Kelly, I'm not, because I really get it. I think I get it now. I get why what's going on there. I might say to y'all a little bit, but not much, because I don't want to hurt, you know, I don't want y'all calling me, write me and get mad, all upset and hurt by Kelly, okay? <coughs> Excuse me, y'all. Okay. Super Bowl halftime. Y'all talking about, I didn't talk about Super Bowl halftime last week. Did I like Usher or not or something like that? I thought I talked about Super Bowl halftime. I like Super Bowl halftime. It was decent. I think I did talk about it. I said I liked after I liked the skate part the best, the skates and stuff like that. And Usher's re really rehabilitated his 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 stuff. And he got married after the thing. Yeah. What's this? The fourth one or the third one? Mm-mm. And then he said, "Well, he talks about they talked about because see y'all wait a minute, y'all was talking about him talking about chili." He talked about how he asked Chili to marry him, and Chili didn't want to marry him, and it broke his heart. But check this out. Chili, just a few months ago, remember, we talked about this on the show. A few months ago, it was in some magazine where Chili allegedly said that her and Usher had been messing around for the last 15 15 years. Y'all, wait a minute, y'all like, for some of y'all didn't see the show, y'all like, I ain't hearing nothing about that. Let me see if I can listen. Uh, let me see. They was on now. I'm gonna try to look it up. Yeah. Let me see. Let me look it up. See if I. Uh, us reveal TLC. Uh, okay, he is. He, uh, I gotta find that one because he tried to wipe her off the algorithm with her chili usher. Gotta find it. Um. 
Okay, Chili reflects on relationship with Usher and reveals why they didn't last. Let me see if this is the one where she said. Okay, listen. Chili, whose real name is Rosanda Thomas, this is from MSN.com, she said, and Usher dated from 2001 to 2004. Over the course of their relationship, she appeared alongside the singer in his music videos and on red carpets. However, the creep singer revealed that their relationship ended due to uh, different values and trust issues. Chili revealed that she cut off contact for good with the confession singers in 2019. I even stopped dating because before that, I thought if I met the right guy during that time, I wasn't over Usher, it wouldn't work. I would never want to straddle the fence, okay? So, in it, uh, and it's another article, I'm reading the, this one. But, once we started talking on the phone again, okay. But, Chili said in the other articles that her and Usher had been having that kind of relationship, allegedly. On and off for a long time, baby. Now, if I'm the new wife, now, let me just say this to the new wife. I, now, it ain't my business, okay? But listen, ain't he the dude? I mean, he was going, didn't he? Meet, Usher, I hope you done changed because Usher got a, Usher, Usher, I hope Usher done healed. Because, listen, Usher was out here with, what's Tamika? Tamika, Tamika's, Tamika's bridesmaid. I kick your, oh, you, listen, listen here. I, Tamika, Tamika, let me say something about Tamika. Tamika held it down because, listen, of all the chicks, the, the random ass that you can hit in these streets, okay? <laughs> allegedly, they said this last. No, was it allegedly? Because it came out in that court case. Remember when they were fighting over custody or something? Of all the alleged ass that you can, I hate to bring up old stuff, but all the alleged ass that you can hit in these streets, you going to hit my bride, my bride's maid? Is that what you going to do? Is that what the fuck you going to do? All the random bitches out here you could have hit, you going to choose my bride's maid, my friend? Oh, he would have got his ass beat. I would have been like, I would have been like Brenda Ritchie. <laughs> Brenda Ritchie, okay? Okay, no. Being, no, being with my, being with my friend, my bridesmaids is disrespectful as hell. Ooh, I don't know. That's one thing I'll be looking at Usher Strange. He's fine, but I'll be like, mm mm, mm mm. Did you see that girl's bridesmaid? You right? Is you right in the head yet? Can you be loyal? <laughs> I mean, everybody got their shit, right? I ain't saying that you can, I'm just saying that that's some disrespect. That's some low-ass shit. Like, the, the bridesmaid, you can hit all these chicks in the world that you can hit. But he allegedly hit Tamika's bridesmaid. I whoop his ass. He, listen, he be on, he be at the, the hot, at the, the, the hot, he be at the police station probably trying to press charges against him. Cause I be done whooped his ass. So they have to, oh, my it's just the disrespect of that. It's just, that means that you don't like, why did you, I'd be like, why did you even marry her? To do something that trifling. So it, that's, when you hear something like that, it's like, ooh, I always think about that when he did that, when he allegedly did that. I'm like, ooh, that's a mess, okay? But, yeah, so Usher been out here in these streets 
was with Chili for me. So I don't new new wife, new girl. I hope it works out. You know, I saw the other week a show. I didn't realize I was watching about home home shows or whatever. And it was this girl. I was like, she's so dope. She had this. Uh, I didn't even know who she was. She had this beautiful uh, place in New York. She was showing like a like a big condo up. In, like it was it was hot. It was it was tight. And it was Usher's ex-wife Grace. I said that was she too. I liked her. She was she just had a vibe to her. Okay, but sister sister was looking happy. Her house her place was her place was nice. I loved it. But they was it was the place where it was something where you were showing off houses and stuff like that. But yes, Usher's been able to really rehab his shit and to come out with Chili. I think he was trying to erase from the algorithm. This is my personal opinion. Carlotta one on one's personal opinion that Chili has said there was kind of some stuff going on between allegedly between after the breakup. He said she cut off contact in 2019. Now, see, if it was just friendly, she wouldn't have to say that. But it was other stuff. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what this is. Ain't going to play. Okay? So that's how I felt about Usher and the marriage and all of that. Okay? Y'all was asking. Okay, there's my answer. All right. Now what's next? Maxwell. <laughs> Y'all like, oh, shit, Carl, out of we was always, you're not going to talk about Maxwell. Guess we are going to talk about Maxwell. <laughs> there is a song y'all got, y'all playing at 16. I don't like none of Beyonce's country. You know why? Because Beyonce's not a country singer. I said what I said and I meant what I meant. Beyonce just sang over a country track, trying to sound country. <laughs> this ain't Texas. I laugh every time I hear it. I said, shut the hell up. I mean, if you really hear real country singers, you laugh at her ass, okay? But, <laughs> but y'all know, because y'all so, y'all so, y'all are so crazy, y'all in these streets. But there's a new, there's a new like, a mix, and it's not the dog person that do the mix. I ain't trying to dog you, but I don't like it. The Beyonce fortunate mix, all this tells me the Beyonce fortunate mix. Okay, y'all like Carlotta, we don't know what that is. Okay, I'll play a little bit of it, okay? Okay, some of y'all, y'all might like it. Okay, people have been saying they like it. But I'm going to tell you what all that means, okay? I'm going to tell you what it means, okay? What it means, really. Uh, well, can we find it? Okay, we can listen to see if we can listen to a movie. I'm like, don't even, you don't even sing that with no feel. But y'all like it. Some of y'all say y'all was crying. Y'all, y'all just be crying. Y'all, y'all just be lying. Honestly, but let me just say this, okay? Uh, what this tells me, okay? This tells me y'all know that she is sometimes an R&B singer. 
And if she either belongs in the R&B or pop category, y'all can't even listen to 16 Carriage in this proper place. What does it actually sound like? What does the song actually sound like? Let's see, play the actual... Mm. 
no, Wendy. No. Don't don't leave us to the to the series and the and the and the uh uh uh, uh the what's the Jennifer's of the world. We need you back. I'm screaming, help. Help the TV, help. Oh, my God, it was just, seriously, on a serious note, it's one of the saddest things i ever seen. But I understand why the family had to do it. I understood why the family put it out there. And I'm going to talk about that when we come back and a whole lot more. But, you know, y'all, it's time for a break. But, boy, that broke my heart seeing that, okay? So uh, let's uh, start off with Eugene Wilde, Got to Get You Home. I'll be back in a few seconds, and we'll get into this news, okay? Okay. Are good to you, baby. When you lay your body. 
All right, that was Steely Dan with Hey 19. I am back on the Carolina Chatwood Show. We are back on here. We're talking hot topics. Y'all missed uh, my early rant. I got to, you know, catch it in the archives. But uh, I said I didn't like the Fortunate Remix. Uh, Fortunate be 16 carriages. Well, y'all like it. That's automatic, right? Automatic. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so on to the next. Um let me see, where do I go now here? Um what I want to talk to y'all about first. Okay. Can you talk about Donald Trump first? I think so. I don't know how I be. I'm running so. Okay. Donald Trump wins Michigan primary as Haley out has Haley outperforms polls. Child, I don't believe Haley running. I don't know. Maybe because it's Michigan. But Donald Trump continues to march toward GOP nomination with Michigan win. Donald Trump won Michigan Republican presidential primary Tuesday, marking the fifth straight victory for the former president in his in this year's bid, uh, this year's not uh, major nominating contest, and delivering the latest blow to Nikki Haley's underdog bid. The Associated Press called the race just after the polls closed, moving Trump closer to a historic rematch with President Biden in November's election and heightening the pressure on Haley to bow out. With 60% of, of the expected voter counted, Trump led Haley 68% to 27%. Trump's dominance in the first contest in Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, and South Carolina, and now Michigan have given former president an air of inevitability and uh, not Haley, a former South Carolina governor and United Nations ambassador, into a also ran status. Okay, uh, listen, I'm not Donald Trump. Looks like he's gonna be the president. I think the people are starting to resign themselves to it. I can already see the press is going off. Oh, they already doing it. You know, they already and they they realizing the other day when I knew the press was resigning themselves to it, <clears throat> it's because. I saw this thing where Donald Trump did. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, y'all know how he's going on here. Let me find it. Um, oh, goodness. Hold on, guys. Ah, uh, luck. Let me find it. Okay. He said something the other day that people were like, oh, he's talking about black people, uh, about black people liking him due to indictment uh, or something like that. So take a listen at what everybody's talking about, okay? Uh, I'm going to try to put it up here. Tonight, former President Donald Trump in Columbia at the Columbia Metropolitan Convention Center. 45th President was the keynote speaker at the Black Conservative Federation's Honors Gala. His 19th state family was there this evening. 
has four on you. But we have a big deal tomorrow, and it's so important that everybody get out and vote because we want to win by big margins because the big day is November 5th. It was the message from former President Donald Trump Friday. Okay. Let me get it louder for y'all just a second. Hopefully y'all can hear this.
Okay, let me see if I can get that uh, fair kind so y'all can see this. Um, and I think Democrats are not going nowhere with that, and they know it. But they this is their last this is their last stance, and this is how I know Donald Trump was, is going to be president. They reserved themselves because they pulling cats out the hat, trying to figure out anything. But uh, let me see if I can find fair kind thing on Trump. On Trump. Okay, let's see. Donald Trump is getting some support from a really unlikely source. Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan praised the billionaire for refusing donations from Jews. In a sermon this week, Farrakhan said Trump is the only one who stands up to Jewish groups and says that he won't take their money. The religious leader, however, fell short of fully endorsing Trump. Farrakhan has been known to call the one I want to say. Let me see. Um... That's not the one that the Jew do. has gotten out of control. 
So now it's getting out of control on a white guy, a white billionaire, okay? And he's bringing attention to fake news and all this stuff. And all that. So that's what they mean, okay? But I knew when they started saying pulling out the hat. Donald Trump isn't saying, oh, black people is, uh, is always in jail. That's why they vote for me. That's not what he said. He said they, pre- they, they can see the injustice that's happening to me, and they can relate to it. And these, these, these black celebrity, black political operatives are playing so many games because they're so afraid because they know what's getting ready to happen. He's probably going to be president. They're playing, unless something crazy happens, they're playing so many games that they're pulling out dumb stuff like this. That's how I know he's probably going to win. Okay? That's all I got to say on that note. Okay? Very interesting, okay? So, uh, yeah, I didn't like. I was like, "What are they talking about?" I thought that was that was crazy. Okay, and that uh, clip was from the Cartier Cartier from family on YouTube. Okay, so let's. So Donald Trump is on his way to the GOP nomination. Um, next up, uh, what I want to talk about here. Judge determines Fulton County prosecutor's divorce attorney must return to the witness stand in Trump case challenge, okay? Uh, today, that happened. A judge has determined that Nathan Wade's former lawyer, law partner, and divorce attorney must return to the witness stand to testify about the relationship between Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis and Wade, the top prosecutor on the election subversion case involving the former President Donald Trump. This is from CNNPolitics.com. Attorney Terrence Bradley had previously attempted to shield what he knew from the court by claiming attorney-client privilege. As an emergency hearing in the effort to disqualify Willis from the 2020 Georgia collection subversion case could be held as early as Tuesday afternoon. It got, um, it was today. Let me tell you guys, if you want to hear the breakdown of the case and kind of really understand what's going on, one of the people I listen to on YouTube is the lead attorney. He does such a great job. We're breaking that, and he has funny commentary. He's hilarious. Him and I think A.V. or someone, I forget her name, his sidekick, they are so good. But they have been really, really good at breaking down um, the whole uh, Fannie Willis. Uh, let me see if I can find this, find y'all something. I've been talking just a little bit so you can listen to him. But, yeah, it's, it's been pretty good to see And they're really hurting the integrity of the information presented was inaccurate, sha-la-la-la-la. He says the hold is so don't interference with the airport down here. But at the end of the day, it doesn't get you into Fanny's home. Okay, I'm going to let y'all hear a little bit just for uh, for educational purpose. Fair use a little bit of the lead attorney show so y'all can go listen to it fully. He really does great breakdowns of of this whole thing that's going on. Him and uh, his uh, person, A.V., the person that's with next to him, they really do great political commentary on this whole thing. But let me tell you. Uh, it doesn't get you into the bathtub in the master bath. It's not that exact. And so that's what Fannie is saying. Fannie is like, listen, the phone records don't prove 
that Nathan was ever at any particular location or address. Is she right? She's right. Now, the huge space, space, but what about the time? I mean, that's the thing. Now we fall back to proof versus common sense. Right? You see the conflict there. Because what she's saying is right, but still, we all got our common sense. Yeah, she's trying to make it seem like it, well, it is circumstantial. A hundred percent. She's saying it's circumstantial evidence. If you're going to do something that's important, you need to show proof. She makes another argument. And in the chat, we love you too. Okay, so it's really talking about here about how Fanny Willis was her response to court last week. When they had, uh, and he's funny, he be, he he talk about sex, you know, talk about, you know, them smashing, whatever. I wanted to play y'all a funny part, but he's he really good. He even broke down really great uh, uh, the case between with, with, um, with, uh, with Cassie brought up against Diddy. And, he, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, he's really good, funny to listen to, uh, and gives you an understanding of the law about what's going on in the case. But what he's talking about there is Fanny responding last week when the Trump people brought the phone records because remember Fanny <clears throat> and what's the, what's been up for a thing debate is when did Fanny and Nathan have this relationship because Fanny allegedly Fanny has hi- hired Nathan uh to be one of the lead prosecutor on the Trump take case where she paid him six hundred and fifty three six hundred and fifty thousand dollars they say. That was the uh court paying. But people are saying that they had an affair and a relationship which is inappropriate for court people to, and it could put a little stain on the case. Okay, so, um, and they were saying that, that some people were also implying that they may have been inappropriately spending on each other, going uh, on trips and stuff together. Now, Nathan was married at the time, also allegedly, okay? So they're trying to prove this timeline, and Fannie Willis and Nathan have claimed that their relationship didn't happen till much later. Uh, uh, into the um, uh, after the case, right after she was, he was uh, he was assigned to the case, but uh, Trump's team brought up last week all these records from like a certain timeline of him being in the location. You know what they now? If you watch the ID channel like I do, you know one of the big ways prosecutors, and I'm sure Fannie has used this because she's also prosecuting YSL, so I'm sure she's using phone records. Okay, but she's opened the door. For a lot of her cases to come back up at her, because what she the, the Trump team used. If you watch the ID channel, you know that a lot a lot of ways that murderers get caught is through phone records. I always say, technology kills the players. Technology kills these players out here because you play it. You know, if your girl is one of them investigators, <clears throat> investigators, you know, I got a PI. They can get them phone records and start be like, nah, you was in the vicinity of her house uh, about 6,000 feet away <laughs> on a certain day. Now, they can't pinpoint you exactly, but they can get you close enough where it's really strong circumstantial evidence. And a lot of people have been put in jail by their phone records, right? So they pulled up phone records where Nathan was at least in the vicinity of Fanny's place 35 times. He had talked to her over 2,000 times, slept with, I mean, and allegedly spent the night in the area very close to her house several times. I mean, 
pretty damning. And it looks like they may have even perjured herself. But Fanny was answering back when Nate was just, what uh, the lead attorney was just talking about. Fanny was just answering back saying, uh, no, that doesn't prove anything. I'm like, mm, so how are you going to, that's going to be interesting when you try to use phone records in ca- on cases because she's a criminal attorney. And I bet, I bet the YSL case got some, uh, some phone records and stuff like that, but I digress. But that's a very strange that she came up and said, you phone records can't prove exact stuff and exact this and that. And they can't. But they can, like, you know, like he said, like you can have common sense to know that if your house is within 2,000 feet and he, it shows his phone pinged off a cell tower 2,000 feet from you while after he was talking to you, and it got it went to your house about two in the morning and didn't leave till about six that morning. See, common sense start telling you some stuff, okay? So you can gather some things. So it's a very interesting case. So they, so so far they got busted with that. And today, the judge allowed Nate's uh, the Nate's partner Terrence uh, testimony in, and he's the dude that had been texting Donald Trump's attorney and them about his client and his client's relationship. And he said, hey, he was Nate's divorce attorney with his family side. He, he was his, her, his divorce attorney, and he was saying, yes, they had a relationship well beforehand. Ooh, they was getting him so caught up on that stand today. Child, it don't look good for family Willis, child. Listen, I don't know why they got on that case. But I can't see the judge not dismissing this case. Donald Trump won this. And it might hurt Fanny's career, Nathan's career, Terrence's is probably done. I mean, it's probably hurt a lot. But the lead attorney, I feel like, is a great, a great person to listen to. And y'all check that show out if y'all can. Y'all would enjoy it. It's on YouTube. Uh, 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 the lead attorney uh, on YouTube, very good. He breaks down a lot of the cases and stuff that go on today. All right, so and I don't I don't know him or nothing like that. I just like the show, okay? So, so I'm not giving y'all no advertising, nothing paid, all right? All right, New York City Mayor Eric Adams calls for changes to New York City sanctuary policy. <laughs> this is according to CNN Politics. It says New York Mayor Eric Adams calls for drastic changes to the city's sanctuary policy, making the first time he publicly endorses a shift that could put an undoc- undocumented immigrant who are accused of a crime in the hands of immigration and custom enforcement officers in New York. Uh, I don't believe people who are violent in our city, and I don't believe people who are violent in our city and commit repeated crimes should have the privilege of being in our city, Adam told reporters during a press conference at City Hall Tuesday. You don't have the right to be in our city and tarnish the overwhelming number who are here following the rules. Adam comments, marked the shift in policy that originated during the era of Mayor Ed Koch in late 1980s and has evolved over the years spanning five mayoral administrations. I want to go back to the standards of previous mayors who I believe subscribe to my belief that people who are suspected of committing serious crimes in this city should be held accountable. Adam's comments follow a series of high-profile incidents involving recently arrived migrants in the city who have been accused of violent crimes, including recent shooting of a tourist, during a robbery inside a Times Square clothing store. Okay, let me just say this, okay? This is, there's been crimes all over, allegedly, around the United States, okay? 
Uh, not that United States people don't got enough, we ain't got enough stuff crazy going on here, but let alone when you have other countries and people just flooding in from the border, you don't know where they came from. That's why you have immigration laws. That's why, that's, and that's one of the main things that's going to make Biden lose the election. Immigration laws are to stop people from, you. people should have checkpoints coming into a country so you can know who they are know what they uh, like, know what they, if they've had a criminal history in that country or not. Instead, you got people coming from all over the place, and you don't know if they what their background is. You don't know what is, what's going on, okay? And we already got our own shit to deal with, let alone other countries dumping out their shit on us, okay? And that's usually what they do, okay? So really, this has been crazy that Biden has let people flood over across the border. Now he's old ass trying to look, Chad, let me get him so off. Now he's trying to come down to the border uh, this week. And look, I'm like, if you don't take your butt, you should have been at the border uh, years, a couple years ago. They've been flooding the border for two years. So, wow, it's crazy. Very crazy on that note. I, um, let's talk about Wendy Williams. Oh, my goodness. I'm just telling you. And no offense to Sherry and Jennifer, it's just, you know, geez, man, y'all know, man. <sighs> okay, Wendy Williams seen for the first time in a year in devastating Lifetime documentary trailer. This is from The Hollywood Reporter. The TV star reemerges two years after leaving her daytime talk show due to health problems in a candid first look at her new documentary, okay? So let me see if I can pull up a little preview of this documentary so y'all can hear it. If y'all haven't seen it for a long time. Um, let's see if I can pull this up. Uh, okay. In an emotional new trailer for her upcoming lifetime documentary, Where is Becky Williams? My mom has done a great job making it seem like everything is okay always. Maybe making it But in reality, there's something wrong. The TV star reemerged two years after leaving her daytime talk show due to health problems in a candid first look for her new documentary. The emotional trailer shows the loving former talk show host tearfully struggling mentally and physically with health issues amid her family and friends striving to offer their support. I love being famous, but family is everything. The love line for the dog reads after Wendy Williams was placed under a financial guardianship and her hit talk show was unexpectedly canceled, she was determined to make a career comeback. Opening the doors to her private life like never before, cameras chronicled her comeback journey to reclaim her life and legacy despite basic health. That was a report from the Hollywood Reporter, uh, and I'm about to read this article from here. They say, uh, uh, the trailer below shows the beloved former talk show host, 59, cheerfully struggling with health issues amid her family and friends, striving to offer their support. The footage is often difficult to watch as Williams is clearly suffering mentally and physically. And she also was di- diagnosed this week with dementia. And 
oh God, what else? It was, I forget what else it was, but it's just, she, and, and she's been dealing with alcohol and drug problems. Okay, this is I have no money, and I'm going to tell you something. William says in the trailer, if it happens to me, it can happen to you. Mom has done a great job making it seem like everything is okay always, but in reality, there is something wrong. Says her son Kevin. Let me see, do we have something on here? I'm six years old. All I wanted was to be famous. Nobody can do it like Wendy. No one. No one. You are a star. She was in our living room every single day for 12 years. Yep, I guess I That's what people responded to, her authenticity. And then at the peak of her career, she was gone. Are we ready? Yeah, we're ready. All right. And away we go. All I know is how to be famous. I really want to be back on television. My mom has done a great job making it seem like everything is okay always. When do you make you look at one? Sure. But in reality, there's something wrong. Do you see a neurologist? If I got some crazy? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. I have to sit down again. She was put in front of the judge and given a guardian. That was when they took her away from us. I have no money. I'm going to tell you something. If it happens to me, it could happen to you as her family. We were all sitting on the sidelines watching, and she was crying out for help. Did you drink this whole thing today? Keep it there. Okay. Keep it there. My mom, she always talks about how she wants to win, and I feel as though she's not enough. She has people around who are yes people and allow this to continue. This is all too much. No! Why? I have no idea where we are. This does not look like anything familiar. I think she's losing the money. That's that, no, sir. How dare you? I control me. I went one third. Anybody could look at her and tell this is not a that wrong. There's something wrong going on. Okay, painful to watch. And, you know, <clears throat> it just reiterated the more dangerous uh, a place for celebrities. Celebrities, I'm going to tell you out here, listen, 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 listen. Show business is always, already a place. I mean, every workplace has its vultures, but show business got more vultures than a little bit. And they will feed on your crutches before you even date. Okay, them vultures will come after you, and especially if you're an alcoholic, a drug addict, oh, they can't wait. Hey, they already sitting around, smacking, looking at you, waiting. I saw a documentary on Amy Winehouse the other week. I was like, child, I said, I saw this is my second one I saw on her. The first one I saw, they was pushing around on stage and perform. I said, she was, you could tell she was clearly tall. She could barely perform. I said, child, when they push you out on stage, know the countdown is begun. <clears throat> they starting to see you. You probably worth more dead than alive. You can't trust folks when it's a bunch of money to be made. And you got catalogs and movies and shit Mm-mm. and businesses. <laughs> Oh, y'all better not be getting drunk. 
Y'all better not be getting too drunk. <clears throat> y'all better not be um, smoking and doping and child. Y'all better be having a clear head, okay? But it says the official description reads, after Wendy Williams was placed on the fire, now she right accept her hit talk show was expected to cancel. We, should, we heard that in the thing. Uh, Williams was syndicated daytime talk show queen for 12 years until it was canceled. Um, the four-and-a-half-hour, uh, two-night documentary, Where is Wendy Williams, will debut. It already debuted. It was um, very powerful. Uh, I understood people were saying, oh, this ruins her legacy, just blah, 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 blah. No, this is about her family trying to get, trying to find out what the fuck is going on. That's why they let this come out, because they don't know where their family member is, Okay. So what was the the thing that triggered this thing with Wells Fargo to take over Wendy's money, which is a very scary thing? Conservatorships are very scary because it's like, whoa, anybody can come in and take over your ish, okay? So <clears throat> if they can prove something that you, they think you're not right or something. So that's kind of scary to me. Uh, but one of the things I think the son was taking care of, from what I realized, and, you know, I listened to the Breakfast Club talk about this, and it was clear to me, it seemed like to me they didn't even watch the show. Because if you, they had watched it, they wouldn't have been seeing half the shit they were seeing on the Breakfast Club. I was like, did y'all watch the show? And people in the comments was asking them that, too. I was like, y'all must not have watched it. And they said, I don't understand why Wendy, blah, blah, blah. Is this Here's the situation. Wendy was... Um, her son had went and got her, went and got uh, help for her, was having her go to the doctor. She was clearly, from the footage they showed in the documentary, more healthy when she was with her family. She was talking. She was straight. She was itchy. But her son, who's a kid, what is he, like 19 or 20, had a birthday party, spent a hundred and some thousand dollars, and then plus Wendy is elaborate her damn self. So she's getting eighty thousand. They say getting well, allegedly getting eighty thousand in Uber Eats and something else. So, <clears throat> listen, he's a rich kid. He had a two million dollar apartment that Wendy brought him when her head was on straight. Okay, so what you think she gonna do for a birthday party? Yes, it's gonna be elaborate. And his mom is was worth almost sixty, eighty million dollars. So yes, of course he's probably gonna have a, a little bit of an elaborate birthday party or something that he's used to. Well, the court. The court saw this as problematic and immediately sent a conservative, I mean, a, a, a order Wendy Williams to show, back to New York, show up in court. They put over her, instead of asking, they asked her family with somebody taking conservatorship. And to me, the way her sister answered that, I think that's probably why they didn't get it. The sister was like, well, what's the conservatorship and what does it entail and stuff like that? They probably were like, you asking too many questions or whatever. But, but her sister said she would do it, which I thought, Hey, it's the sister. Now, they also said Cyborg. Kevin Sr., who was Wendy's ex-husband, recently they said allegedly came out and said that Wendy's sister stole over $15 million from her. Now, Kevin Sr., I don't believe shit you got to say because of how you just went, how this such, all this is happened because you you weren't around. And listen, I ain't got no problem. Let me just say this. I don't have a problem with a man realizing that he might want another life or another relationship, anybody. People's relationships end and all this stuff. But it was a way he did Wendy. And it's clear this woman's breakdown, part of it superseded itself by the end of this divorce, okay? But that's another story, okay? But 
apparently Winnie's sister could have done it or whatever, but the courts for some reason decided to put a stranger over it. When they put the stranger over Wendy's uh, conservatorship, Wendy started going downhill even more, allegedly missing doctor's appointments, not having no food in the refrigerator, all kind of crazy shit, not having her family, not knowing what's going on with her. The conservator has not allegedly did not do a good job in that from what the film shows. Wendy was kind of out of control. But the conservators should have at least been having somebody there 24 hours with Wendy. She should have, they should have been paying attention to the medical part of it and should have been paying attention, uh, keeping in touch with the family so the family could understand what's going on. Now, my personal opinion is that what's happening to Wendy is the opposite of what happened to Britney Spears. And remember Wendy, I remember when Wendy was champion that free Britney Spears movement. But I never bought into that free Britney Spears movement. Okay, in Britney Spears' case, Britney Spears' family went and got a conservatorship over her because Britney was acting a little out of it in her career. And listen, when Britney's daddy and mama and all them, I know what y'all said they was doing or whatever, but when they was over her, her ass wasn't acting crazy. Her ass wasn't getting no divorces. Her ass wasn't on the internet dancing around, twirling around like she lost it. Listen, her family was, it seemed like more protective. But with this free Britney movement that started from some damn where, okay, gave Britney back all control of her money and everything, and it isolated her from her family. I said, you know what I said when I saw that? The motherfuckers out to rob her, okay? Now, in Wendy's case, <clears throat> In Wendy's case, Wendy's family didn't ask for a conservator. The family was taking care of her and everything. They, with Dunbar, they got to talk to her production company or the people who produced her show, and they agreed that Wendy should go to Miami with her son. But when Wendy didn't come back to do that show right away and the son felt like she needed longer time in Miami, and he hadn't told, from what I gathered, it didn't seem like he told Dunbar what the diagnosis was. And allegedly, they said Dunbar kind of would kind of said, "Hey, we need her back in New York. Put pressure on the conservatorship. Then with the money situation, I don't know if that's exactly how it went, but that's what they're saying. What it seems like, okay, what they're alleging, okay. Now, Wendy gets back in New York. She is isolated from her family, and a stranger is over her money and estate." And they are isolating her from her family, and it's a conservatorship by the court. Same thing that happened to Britney Spears, okay? And meanwhile, Wendy, what's going on around Wendy? She getting, it looks like from the show, she getting robbed, okay? And the family knows nothing of what's going on. Now, let me just say this. I do believe that conservatorships have their place, especially in places like with with Britney Spears family and stuff like that. And conserv and courts to me should overlook people like Britney Spears' father who take control of an estate and everything to make sure he's doing well and make sure Britney's doing well and stuff like that. But and to make sure the family is capable. Okay. Uh, same, and it's Wendy's and Whitney's situation, to me, conservators, if you are a stranger, should be keeping in touch with the family. That shows that you're a good conservator. Hey, this is what we did today. 
This is what's going on. Unless the family is a danger to the person's health, okay? Wendy's family does not look that like that. Do they look like they kind of depend on you and make some mistakes? Yeah. But Wendy had a whole life before you motherfuckers came in with a conservatorship. She probably supported her whole family, including her 90-some-year-old father. So you don't make arrangements for that and stuff. That's crazy. And you don't make arrangements to take care of her son. That's crazy to me. Sounds like high-end robbery. robbery. And it happens. It seems like celebrity world gets it done a lot. When they don't leave a will or they some lawyers come in and take over, <clears throat> all kind of crazy stuff where families don't have control of their relatives in showbiz money. Or if the people are alive, certain people should have had a conservatorship. Like, why nobody ever went to came and did a conservatorship over Amy Winehouse right yet, okay? Because she might have still been alive. But you know what? They was, they knew it was going to go down here. They, they mummed them and they were eating off her crosses. Same thing. They're doing the same thing with Whitney and, to me, Brittany. Brittany, to me, they isolated her from her family, and they isolated Wendy from their family. And these people, it's clearly on both ends that both people need their family. I really believe Brittany Spears need her daddy and him. I think the media and everybody went after them. Unfair. Brittany wrote a whole book on somebody and then come out and do no press. Why do you think they didn't have her come out and do no press? Why y'all think Britney Spears ain't been out in the street doing no press for that book? Her handlers, in my opinion, don't want her to because then you know. You see her in the interview and you know that her daddy and them wasn't wasn't just, you know, uh, playing, uh, messing up the money. They was really trying to protect her ass. Because you see it might be a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I ain't saying cuckoo. I'm saying a little that she might need some help. That's why she didn't do no press. But we as a public ain't smart enough to understand that. Free Britney, free Britney. No, Britney needs to be under her daddy and then, and then the conservator people should have came in and helped her father straighten out things that was wrong and given him a chance to redo it. But instead, somebody took the time to brutalize her, her family in the press and all kind of stuff. Why? Because I believe it's mofos who want control of that catalog and that money. And let me tell you something, Beyonce, country singer. No, come close, because you've been in public, and you've been, they already got rumors out about you. You've been in public sometimes, you just look like you're in space. You look at the Super Bowl, she just looks like she's in space. <laughs> it don't be looking, I, Beyonce is mute until the motherfucker got something to say. I space with hair. Did she suddenly come alive? I, when I was little, when I was just, I used to be in my mother's beauty shop. You're like, you're punk. It's like they wind her ass up. Okay. Beyonce, I'm going to tell you something, okay? And come close. I'm really here to help you because I'm getting ready to come to you in a second. I'm going to get to your story in a second. But Beyonce, come close. Girl, you better act like you're going to talk out here and act like you got your right mind and stuff like that. Because, girl, in about a few years, they can be getting concerned. Well, you be acting like a space cadet out here. This could be you. Brittany could be you. 
Because I be seeing the little signs. I saw you and you got that basketball game rocking and with no music. I was like, huh? Child, don't let it be you. That's why I say it ain't cute to be out here playing like you mute. This is not good. And for all you other celebrities who, you know, you just having a good time in your life, and ain't nothing wrong with having a good time, but you letting people, you got people in control of, control of you, and you ain't got no control of your own life, and you have, you, you drunk half the time or drugged up half the time, don't be no fool. You might get under a conservatorship, especially if you ain't got no family to care for you. It woke me the hell up because I'm like, damn, you know, you got to get your because anything can happen. And I think of the craziest family member. I'm like, oh, shit, ooh, what if my, that person got in control of my You got to, you got to keep your wits about you, especially in a place where the vultures roam, where the vultures fly, the vultures love show business. They just fly over. They just fly because they're looking for a, for the, the dead thing. And Wendy, man, I'm telling you, they trying to eat that they trying to eat that money up. I got a conspiracy theory about Wendy, but they just trying this is my personal opinion, is they trying to eat that them coins up, okay? And it's sad, but this could be anybody. This could happen to anybody. I agree with her. And it's a scary if the courts can just do that. Excuse me, but you celebrities really be scared, okay? And especially if you a drug head or alcoholic or anything else, go to rehab, motherfucker. Don't play. Go to rehab or go to the and get you some help if you got on these drugs and alcohols out here for they be them put y'all, you know what I'm saying, for they be them told you like they told, uh, what's her name? What's that girl's name? Shank Khan. You better, you more, you more, you are more dead than alive. And they start talking like that to you. Oh, Lord. Especially if you ain't made no money in the mouth. They just spend it on your ass. And you, you, you going out on stage. You can barely walk out on stage. And be like, I'm about to. Look, Michael Jackson. What was it? What they start doing first? When you start doing, they start thinking Michael Jackson was druggy. You know, and I always hear this story. This is this is when people have always even questioned whether um, who's that man. I mean, and they do this to you if you if you straighten your head. They can straighten your head, right? Lighten your mind. Never alone if you drug addict and stuff like that. But who was it? They said people say that a lot of this stuff happened to what's the name Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix, and people like uh, Jocelyn, Janis Jocelyn and stuff because pretty soon. People start seeing, hey, they were the more, you know, to be a part of that twenty seven club is 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 good money for these people, these these investors left behind who invested in your shit. If you got a drug addict death, alcoholic death, oh, you you know, are mystery surrounding your death and shit. They can sell that shit off for years and we get all the money back at your drug head ass. Play, moved away that, you know, spent their money, they, they investment, and did their investment like doo-doo, they can get it all back when you did. And make your death look like it was, oh, damn, she drank too much. Oh, damn, she did too many drugs. 
Now nah, they can just come in there and shoot your ass up, and nobody knows the difference because you was a drug head, nag, holler anyway. So everybody like shit. I don't. Maybe it's ass kids or stuff. You know, that's how they do. I believe it's a lot of people in show business that probably got knocked out. In my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Say, I'm just telling y'all in these freaks. I'm smacking on my ice. Y'all ignore me. I'm drinking ice water, but I be eating my ice. Telling y'all, I like these little crushed ice. Be eating. But, well, that's why I'm smacking it. I eat but listen, I'm just trying to tell you, I'm trying to help somebody out there. If you got issues, if you sad about what your mama did when you was two, or sad about being hurt or molested, whatever else, and you done out, got, here, it got out here in show business and stuff like that, and you hungry for love and affection, and you're feeling sad and depressed, go get some help. Don't be putting it in no bottles and them cocaine. Tell me, because they somebody sitting in the corner. Like, mm-hmm. I'm about to, I'm about to make money out of this food. Hey, I'm just trying to tell you all this, okay? And I'm not saying it's about Wendy, but I'm just saying Wendy <clears throat> did not have the protection of Kevin anymore, and not that Kevin was all that great. But Kevin did keep her going to work, keep her on point, and keep her on straight and stuff like that. And that's why I'm just trying to say something. Let me try to say it's the same thing with Whitney Houston. Bobby Brown's family was kind of different like that, too, even though, that, to me, they wasn't the healthiest. But they knew the deal. They knew what was going on with Bobby and Whitney. So they knew, that, they knew not to leave people in a hotel by themselves because they on drugs, not to let people take a bath because they asked my slide, you know, would you kill themselves. Okay? They understood that because – Excuse me. They understood what they was dealing with. But if you let new people come in here, I don't understand what they're dealing with and all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. The situation with Wendy, Wendy almost, they said, died in that documentary. Allegedly. Okay, they found her in there unconscious. And... You, here's the real lesson of this, all this is. For real, I'm going to tell you all the real lesson. Can't nobody be your God but God. Now, no, listen here. If you hurting, if you sad, because there's a lot of people in show business that's famous and stuff, but they hurt. They got a lot of pain. And some of them get in the show business, and part of their healing is that attention and that, that, or that fear and that creativity and stuff with the world and stuff, but sometimes, they are not healing properly. And so that industry opens you up to a lot of things. Even a well person can get fucked up in that industry, let alone somebody who comes in there unwell. And then when you have some people come in and they start being your God, you let them, you lean on them. That doesn't mean you can't have people you lean on, people you trust, but you can't let nobody do everything for you. Things, shit you need to do for yourself, you can't let nobody do that for you. You got to do it for you. You got to care about yourself enough to get out of some drugs or alcohol, whatever's hurting you, or depression, or whatever's going on, okay? Because the vultures are around. Kevin left, she fell all the hell apart. 
and dementia now dementia is something that happens you know that just happens to people anybody can happen to anybody but i really believe it sicknesses and stuff sometimes come from the way we're feeling inside how we hurt hurt our own selves our own mind and in my personal opinion wendy made kevin was doing for wendy what she should have been her doing for herself And when he was gone, everything fell apart. And you can't be that dependent on nobody in life. You can be, you can have people you love, people you care about, but the one thing you, you know, people come and go. But God is always okay. There ain't nobody there. You can sometimes come in this world surrounded by people, but you die alone, baby. You walk that death walk alone. <clears throat> and I'm here to tell you that you cannot let people, you cannot let people do for you become a God in your life. You you put them in danger and yourself. Because people, that's why Kevin was doing what he was doing. Can't nobody stand up under the weight of being your God? Now, this is my personal opinion, okay? Nobody can stand up under the weight. Only God can be a God. Nobody stand up under, under the weight of trying to be your God. You got to want to live for yourself and help for help yourself. You got to be wanting to do this. Got these people leaning. You got too many people coming to wake you up in the morning. Uh, you, uh, you can't get out of bed. You drugged up. It's a child. If you don't want me in, well, you know what? They gonna sit around and watch, watch you fall out, and then take your money afterwards. Okay. So that's all I want to say to these celebrities out here. Get yourself together. Get some healing. Show business businesses no place for somebody to be that don't have, don't get don't constantly uh, replenish themselves and get healing. They love love y'all when y'all get healing. Ooh, they love it. They're like, ooh, them vultures is all around. Trust me, they dead. Ready to get you. Take y'all out. Okay. Diddy lawsuit. Diddy got a new lawsuit. Child, this one. Oh, Lord, Diddy, Diddy, Diddy is going down. Mm, mm, mm. Let's see, where we got? We got it here. Diddy sued for sexual assault by former male employees. This is according to TMZ. It says, um, Diddy attorney, oh, wait, let's see. Diddy has just been sued by a man claiming the mogul sexually assaulted him. And legal docs obtained by TMZ, Rodney Jones, a former producer and videographer for the mobile claims he was repeatedly sexually assaulted by Diddy and subjected to unwanted advances by the associates of Diddy at his direction. Jones claims Diddy, among other things, would grope Jones' genitals and touch his anus. Jones goes on to allege that Diddy would parade around naked in front of Jones. Oh, Lord. Jones believed Diddy was trying to groom him into having sex. 
He said Diddy would downplay the alleged assault as heartbreak. Jones goes on to allege Diddy forced him to watch a video involving Stevie J having sex with another man. Jones included a screen grab of the video. Now, there was a sexual guy, <clears throat> I can think of a porn star or something, allegedly that came out there that wasn't CBJ, it was him. So they said, but they said there are more allegations. He says a female cousin of Diddy's girlfriend, young Miami, also sexually assaulted him, allegedly attempting to have sex with him in front of Diddy and members of his staff. And there's more. Jones said Diddy brought prostitutes to his house in Miami, and on one occasion, Jones says he was present at the house and was drugged and possibly raped. Oh, my Lord. He also alleges that several parties, Diddy intentionally served women bottles of tequila and vodka brands laced with drugs. There are more tragedy allegations, including bringing underage girls to Diddy's home and providing them with alcohol. Jones claims Diddy directed CDJ and his son, Justin Combs, to recruit prostitutes. Oh, my Lord. And in just in case, he was instructed to find underage girls to attend the party. Jones claims Diddy introduced him to Cuba Diddy Jr. on Diddy's yacht, and Cuba allegedly began touching, groping, and fondling Mr. Jones' leg, his upper inner thighs near his groin, the small back of his back near his buttocks and his shoulders. There are also allegations of a shooting where Jones says Diddy and his son just got into a heated argument at an L.A. recording studio. Jones says gunfire erupted and a man named G was hit, bleeding profusely from his stomach. Ooh. Jones said Diddy told him to lots of cops and say G was shot in the drive-by. It's worth noting that LAPD investigated the shooting and reportedly found the victim had been shot outside the studio during a robbery and merely ran into the studio while still bleeding. In addition to Diddy, Jones is suing Justin, other employees, as well as various record execs. And according to the docs, he is seeking at least $30 million in damages, okay? Wow, they said they reached out to Cuba and everybody for commenting at the time they hadn't got any, uh, but let's see, just disappear. It also says, uh, Diddy's attorney, Sean Holly, tells TMZ, is that 440? <clears throat> Little Rod is nothing more than a liar who filed a $30 million lawsuit shamelessly looking for an undeserved payday. His records name dropping in about events that are pure fiction and simply do not happen is nothing more than a transparent attempt to garner headlines. She adds, we have overwhelming, indisputable proof that his claims are complete lies. Our attempts to share this proof with Mr. Jones' attorney, Tyron Blackburn, have been ignored, and Mr. Blackburn refuses to return our calls. We will address these outlandish allegations in court and take all appropriate actions against all those who make them. A rep for Justin Combs uh, tells TMZ, Justin Combs category utilizes all these absurd allegations. They are all lies. This is a clear example of a desperate person taking desperate measures in hope of a payday. CBJ tells DNC, TMZ, these allegations are false, and my lawyers will be handling going forward. <clears throat> Let me just say this, okay? If these parties did happen, as I used to hear stories about parties allegedly, from different people in show business. I've heard some tips. Listen. 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 Y'all be thinking y'all in these parties and there don't be nobody in there that's watching y'all. It's always a mofo that's in there watching you. And a lot of you, a lot of, there's a lot of men in Hollywood that are like are bisexual and you doing shit and you think people don't, they don't, they don't, they about, this is, listen, they about to tell on y'all. If you know you in these parties and stuff doing shit, I suggest. This is my suggestion to anybody listening. 
make sure you ain't got nobody who's going to about to alleged, even with the women, unless you're doing some crazy shit and stuff like that one of these parties, because they coming. It's some people be out here back in 1929. And you know what? Listen, I listened to the Playboy stuff, the stuff that went on the Playboy mansion. It was some crazy shit they was doing to them girls allegedly. But listen, it's hard to come about 40 years from now and tell them about the story. But it really was rape and <clears throat> casting couches and stuff like that allegedly happening at the mansion and everything during the years of the Playboy. Playboy, okay? Allegedly. So, listen, some of these people might be telling the truth, but it's just hard to prove it. 30 years ago or 10 years ago or 15 or 1992 or 1995. 1996, you know all that stuff. But let me tell you, though, I'm just trying to tell y'all, ma'am, if you've been one of them people, get your lawyer ready. Okay? Trying to help y'all. Okay? Listen. I heard some stories too, child. I was like, no. And some of the stuff I heard, I was like, okay, now be careful in the streets, okay? And Diddy, I don't know. It might be time to just come out and say I'm bisexual if you are, because this is this stuff been going on. <clears throat> that way it just ends all that craziness. Like, if what's his name recently came out? Because I think he realized, you know, that people going to start paying attention. What's his name? Wayne Brady? came out and said he was pansexual and stuff like that. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So that if somebody come up and about to me, you know, I'm like, yeah, me and Blaine, you can get it on. He, it's already out there, okay? So, um, yeah, y'all better be thinking because this is getting rough out in these streets. If you got a giddy party and you knew you might be on, remember what? you like, oh, shit, I don't know something. The right thing happened and all that stuff. Y'all know, you know, you might, y'all might need to protect yourself, okay? That's all. That is all I'll say on that note. Okay. Um, Beyonce's out here slinging hair, I mean, hair products. And <clears throat> the interesting thing I found about, I got to keep hearing myself because I'm having this sinus strain, y'all, so excuse me. But the interesting thing I found about this Beyonce uh, uh selling this hair. She went, she did a whole layout like with Essence Magazine and stuff. And then people found out that the CEO of Beyonce's hair care line is an Asian woman. Oh, Lord. As if Beyonce don't have enough hard time selling shit. She just was selling. Remember, she was just selling perfume at Christmas time. How's the perfume doing, by the way? She's just, her ass is just selling perfume. How to slay some failed products, okay? <laughs> what do you say? It says, Beyonce's new ethnic, ethnic hair care line, sacred CEO is Asian's Grace Ray, okay? The Twitter is upset, and this is according to uh, uh, U.S. Times Post, okay? It says, uh, Beyonce launched her new hair care line, Sacred, yesterday to much fan for it. As media takeout reported, millions of black women around the world flocked to the internet to shop Beyonce's new ethnic hair care line. Now, I've been hearing opposite. A lot of people have been saying it's expensive, 
It's little bottles. Uh, Beyonce can't sell me no hair care product when I ain't seen her real hair. And I, <laughs> that's what I've been hearing. But Beyonce wants to make sure everyone knows that the hair care products are not just for black women. According to Sacred website, Beyonce hair products works on all types. But she decided she was going to launch her shit at, at, through the black community. So y'all found out that this was Grace, Grace was a CEO. Okay? And Beyonce, you should know. This tells me y'all don't, y'all are out of touch. You should know that the black community has had a lot of problems lately, you know, with hair care in the Asia trying to rectify, you know, Asians owning our hair care shops and all that stuff. It's been contentious. So it's interesting that you use the Asian hair care person over here. <laughs> Crazy. Me and Beyonce fans were amazed. In the world of hair care where there are hundreds of qualified black, uh, yesterday Beyonce revealed the CEO of her new hair salon, a woman named Grace Wade. Many of Beyonce fans were amazed that in the world of hair care where there are hundreds of qualified black female executives, Beyonce did not choose a black CEO. Don't get us wrong, Grace is an excellent candidate. She was a CEO of Milani and um, living proof and has countless years of experience in beauty industry. But how often are these places that have such direct impact on black beauty? And many are pretty upset that NLF, it exists and is taking advantage of black consumers. It's not ran by black women. Grace went to the media yesterday as head of the brand and answered questions, okay? Sacred is launching a range called The Foundation, which includes shampoos, conditions, a hydrating mask, hair oil, and two-step treatment rituals. Prices range from $20 to $52 and will be released on Tuesday at the red site. We're focused on visible health care uh, and healthy foundation with this collection, said Ray. We started with the hair and scalp care fine products and nourishing shampoo and this is for treatments and all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> and they also, which I don't like, are giving out scholarships and stuff to certain things. I mean, business uh, business uh, uh, things for certain uh, people, beauticians and stuff in uh, different cities. I don't like that because it, even though I think it sounds like a good thing up front, but it also sounds like you could be buying great reviews from hairdressers. <laughs> so I, you know, I was like, you know, you should wait until you're. To me, I would have waited to give the uh, the business rents and all that stuff out until my product is established more, and then and people are raving about it, whether they like it or not, and then gave uh, made this possible for the beauticians to get grants and stuff. Because otherwise, early doing this kind of just sounds like you're trying to buy some. From my point of view, some. Uh, 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 buy for collection things, okay? You know, buy people seeing good things. But I don't like a, a, a Asian woman uh, being head, and this is no offense to her. I'm sure she's great. Uh, Milani, I like that hairline. But I will say this. Black women, there are so many black women out here who can run hair care. And Beyonce, you did a whole layout in Essence Magazine talking about black hair, targeting to black women. Just like your husband was talking about a title being owned by black owned, and then there wasn't nothing but white Swedish, I mean, people up in the company. I mean, it's just crazy. You guys want black people to cheer your your, your, uh, accomplishments but you don't want to bring the community with you. But you want us to say, oh, this is black. I, I disagree because it just makes you a gatekeeper. 
if you're not providing any jobs or providing anything to the community, if you're not changing the way black hair care is done in America, then uh, what are you there for? This was your chance to say, hey, I'm going to put a black woman over a hair care, over this hair care line and still sell it to everybody else. But instead, black people have been struggling against, hey, we've got Asians all over our stuff. We, we can't get a foothold into the beauty industry. And you go, it's no offense to grace, but you go and hire an Asian lady when there's a lot of qualified American, and I'm going to stress this, American black women. Girl, this is why this is she she you know. Hey, but y'all keep y'all keep buying the okie doke, okay? And guess who was there to help sell this line? Oh yes, Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland did a whole damn commercial on secret. I mean, she showed them curling her hair, doing her hair up and everything. Smiling. I said, damn, Kelly, Solange ain't even did an ad yet. <clears throat> She haven't. You ain't seen Shalon say shit about Satan. And she might now. Okay. She might go over there and say, please, Shalon, I mean, people are wondering why you're not saying anything about my, this is the hairline. She might even go now. But listen, it's clearly, I don't know what's going on there, but yeah, she ain't did nothing. Shalon's like, yeah, I ain't, I ain't seen that. Okay. Kelly's over here getting her hair curled up and done like, Kelly, this is what I'm talking about. <sighs> <sighs> However, Kelly did do a great thing the other day. She had a really good every one of my favorite people to look at who does interviews. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Um, let's see. We have it. Okay, let me look it up. If I get this up here. Okay, Kelly Rowland did an interview on uh, uh, Lovers and Friends podcast with Shane Brody. Okay, so let me see if I can let y'all hear a little bit of it. We're showing the world what we own, and that is our best self. I don't think that anyone should see. Where she talked about stuff like that, so let's let's take a listen, okay? <laughs> the reason why I also think this is interesting because I have been courting you for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I want to actually ask you about that is somebody who is highly sought after, I do want to get your tips on how people can court you. Uh, but I've been courting you for a year now, and yes. the reason why I even had the nerve mm-hmm. to ask you is because you interacted with a clip on the podcast that Tenariel, uh was talking about, and you shared it on your story, mm-hmm. where she was talking about positive affirmations and sex. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, <laughs> I can try to talk about yes. sex with her. Yeah. Um, is this something that you're feeling more comfortable talking about? Yeah. I mean, like you said, when I have two kids, I'm grown. And who is going to check me? 
you know what I mean? I think that it's more so about being really, like, settled and confident in my sexual space and not letting anybody or society, like, try to put me in a place. They've done that for so long. And I feel like as women, as black women, um, we're in a space now to where we're showing the world what we own, and that is our sexuality. I don't think that anyone's allowed to dictate, you know, your thoughts and, and anything anymore. We were driven by that for so long. And when I hear, whether it's your podcast or anyone else's, like, and it's talking about sex and I'm learning about sex and I'm learning about the things I even want to say but can't quite put into words, I'm grateful. And Interesting. So <clears throat> I saw Kelly, uh, I hate I keep clearing my thoughts. Y'all going to hate this this one because I'm clearing my throat a lot and I'm brain Please forgive me, okay? But Kelly, uh, Kelly, it was a very interesting interview. But in this interview, I kind of saw what, what I, I saw something. <clears throat> Let me just say this, okay? First of all, Shane, it shouldn't have took you a year to court Kelly Rowan. Kelly, that's too long. And there are podcasts. You can find out about podcasts in less than a year if they're good for you to go on. You can listen to a couple of episodes. Your people can listen to a couple of episodes or whatever. This is what I'm talking about, about not understanding where we're at. You might have to bring yourself down and humble yourself a little bit. It doesn't mean you haven't made great. And she's thinking, I made great accomplishments. I don't have to talk to anybody. I'm Kelly Rowland. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you do, though. Sometimes you have to start at the groundwork. I don't want to start where the where the new girls out here are starting. Yeah, you're a new girl. you Kelly Rowling. Everybody knows you, but you're still on a new girl level, even though everybody knows you. Your investment isn't as great, in my opinion, as Jasmine Sullivan. And that's not a diss. That's just saying it's just the work you have to do to get yourself out here. You have to grind, Kelly, and you just can't ride off a fucking destiny child, okay? And I'm glad you got out here and did a movie, okay? I'm glad. You know, Mia Coppola was shitty, but I'm glad you went came out here and did it. I did enjoy the sex scene, Tyler, and Mia Coppola. I will say that. I did. It was kind of hot. Like, oh, oh, oh. You was kind of intro. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Kind of zanish. You got a lot of. I felt like I was watching Zane, the Zane, like Zane plus. Uh, what's another erotica? Cause you know Zane does. Ain't nobody do erotica like Zane, baby. Okay, but Zane and uh, like I felt like I was watching a Zane mixed with what other flick? The more I, I felt like Zane, like addicted and nervous, like I was watching a, like a mixture of it. <laughs> Have y'all ever seen Zane Addicted? Ooh. Now, see, I love Addicted to the end. I think Tyler Perry attempted to do a Zane. And child, uh-uh, you can't, can't do Zane, okay? Child, Zane. One of my favorite books back in the day by Zane was Nervous. Child. Ooh, same like some hot. She's a little church lady. little church lady. <laughs> but Zane rewriting them hot. Books, okay? She does erotica great. Okay? Tyler, it was cute. The little paint part was cute. I was like, okay. But the whole story itself was, and I was, you know what? Kelly has an actress. 
I think that's sometimes great to get out of yourself and do that. I thought it was great. I did. Ca- this is what I will say. Now, somebody said they forgot it was Kelly Rowland. No, I didn't. Never forget it was Kelly Rowland. I think. And I think sometimes, sometimes I did, but most of the time, I think you were very conscious of yourself. And that's what I mean by kind of removing yourself from the idea of being Kelly Rowland with Destiny Child, unless y'all about to go on a Destiny Child tour again right now. But if y'all ain't, are not, not about to make any new Destiny Child albums, then I want you to think of yourself as a new artist. Because it, I, I, this is, I think, part of the problem with Kelly Rowland. I'm not going to tell you all what I think. I think there's a lot going on there. But <clears throat> part of the problem, I think, with Kelly Rowland is that Kelly um, Kelly needs to re- to act like she needs to act like Destiny Child didn't exist because I think there is a level of comfort there that you that status gives you of Destiny Child, but in my personal opinion, you need to grind like there is no Destiny Child. And I think that's where you will find your voice, because you sound like Beyonce on the interview, though, like a Beyonce talk, like a more down-to-earth Beyonce talking. But I think that when you, what, what you will find if you do this, Kelly, if you act like a new artist out there that don't got Destiny Child behind you, quit trying to, I mean, it doesn't mean you don't appreciate what you've done in Destiny Child, but like I said, it's understanding how that vehicle works for you, how it has worked for you, and it doesn't work for you in the same way it does Beyonce or the same way it does Michelle or something like that. But to me, what would make you, because I even heard Kelly might want to talk show, and I was like, oh, God, no. But only way you get that talk show is to me, in my personal opinion, and this is an opinion, this is, I'm just trying to be honest, is that you get down here and like the, act like you ain't got that group behind you no more. Act like you ain't the famous Kelly Rowland from Destiny Child, I actually think this is holding your greatness back. I would get out here and grind like a new artist. And getting rid of the dead weight in your life, Kelly, whatever that may be. See, I ain't going to say no more, okay, whatever that may be. She's an Aquarius like who? Alicia Keys. What do these Aquariuses do? They so fixed. I have one of my best friends is an Aquarius. These Aquariuses are fixed, okay? They, they y'all talking about Scorpios being fixed. Aquarius, they can fix like motherfuckers. They stubborn, child, and you can't. T- they fight, you know. They don't want. They be holding on. Like <clears throat> I got one friend, she just hold on like to stuff that you know, like you know you don't believe it. You like girl, that old that that old thought. She hold on to the old thought pattern so long. Like you, know, like you, like like she was, she was loyal one time to this specific because her mom, her family, and everybody grew up in a certain religion, so she was very loyal to it, even though her mind is way outgrown. But she was going every day because there's a certain loyalty as an Aquarius she had to it. And I was like, you're too smart to be up in that, uh, uh, cool. But her Aquarian mind saw her family and generations in this loyalty to it. It's weird, man, weird. Okay, so it's sometimes with Aquarius is it's hard to break that. You know what I'm saying? Even though they y'all great thinkers and everything like that, it's hard to break the loyalty. And Kelly, to me, 
has is loyal to a lot of entities that don't help her. I ain't going to tell y'all what, besides Beyonce, what I think those are, but there are a lot of things that seem like, and I saw it, I said, ah, ah, I see you Aquarius. It's a lot of shit there, okay? But Kelly, first thing first, Brian, like you ain't investing for and I think you'll do a lot better. I think you'll quit thinking you a diva when you walk into these places now. I know they're saying that the reason you walked off of the set of today's show is because one of the interviewers was asking you about Beyonce. Kelly, that should be part of your life now. Here's what I'll say. Don't go into interviews asking people not to ask about Beyonce anymore. I, at one time I said that, I think, on this show a long time ago, but now you can't do that because – What's happened, Kelly, is they don't know how to deal with you because you you always seem like such a cheerleader for Beyonce. So it seems like to a reporter, you don't mind being asked questions about Beyonce. But, Kelly, how you get rid of that, it's not to report this wrong, but how you'll get rid of that is if you grind. And you quit thinking, I'm, you know, I'm a big star. I'm from the Destiny Child. No, you are a big star in name recognition. But Destiny Child, for you, didn't do what it did for Beyonce. You understand? It's giving you a lot of open doors. Like Destiny Child didn't do for Beyonce, I mean, for you, for for Michelle, what it did for you, Kelly. Michelle got to work a little harder out in these damn streets. Okay? Now, I'm going to show you. Let me, let me point to you somebody who really had to work hard. I don't know. I sell you just a line. Latoya Lusty. Because she had no choice. Latoya didn't have no choice. You see how Latoya running around here hosting everything? She out here, blah, blah, blah. And she got her own personality, part of that is because Latoya been grunging in the dirt, digging, working hard like she ain't no star. Like, she knows she was a member of Destiny Child, but she like, she got to act like that shit didn't exist. Because for a long time, she was acted out of Destiny Child. So she had to, she got to act. So that's why she's kind of more out there and doing a little better than you because she had to grind, in, like, without seeing Destiny Child and being attached to that. Yes, her legacy is attached to it, but she understands that she had to break away to order to be comfortable. That's what you got to do. You got to act like you, Destiny Child, didn't exist no more in your head. You got to be like, listen, I got to be the Kelly brand starts now because the Kelly brand ain't there for me what it's done for Beyonce. So I got to start this brand like this. Doesn't mean I don't remember Destiny Child, but I got to do it as if Destiny Child didn't exist. Oh, that's some good advice. If she, somebody give that to her. This is good advice. This ain't bad advice. Shit. Act blind like you ain't been a member of Destiny Child. You ain't going there like, why not part of the award winning, Grammy Award winning group, Destiny Child. Okay. Yes, you are, but they're like, okay, that's nice. Yes, Kelly, we all love you. Anyway, how's Beyonce? What do you think of Beyonce's country album? <laughs> then you will realize it didn't do for you what it was supposed to did for her. It's giving you some open doors, but not the same. So now you got to get out there and grind. Like it ain't never existed. 
Latoya Luckett, let her be your your guide. Moving on. <sighs> Portia. Portia, Portia, Portia. Oh, damn. Messed up, man. Who is messed up in these streets? Before I talk about Portia, now I got to talk about this though real quick before I talk about Portia. I got to talk about Russell Wilson's interview this week. Uh, this week with this young man, uh, what's from this podcast uh, where he's talking about he's an athlete and winning, but listen, the shade he's going to give, of course, listen, we talk about Russell Wilson, we're not going to Porsche in a minute, but he, Russell Wilson runs down a list of his favorite songs from his wife and explains uh, why they're insane. This is from uh, the shade room. And <clears throat> I think the, 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 um, the clip is from from I from I am athlete. So let's listen to what Russell says. It's his favorite songs. Okay, y'all can listen, listen to the shade. Okay. Uh, I love watching that video. Number two, I would say Body Party, because there's a moment in that in that song. Actually, I saw her smile. I was like, that's the one. <laughs> Probably love that shade. She's like, oh, she probably like, oh. <laughs> okay, let me tell y'all what he did. Here. Okay, he made it. Asked him the name. His favorite song there was uh, what was the song? Uh, I forget the first one. I, I, I forgot. But the second one is interesting. He said body parts, and this, I mean, you, you know, that's one of my favorite Sierra songs. I, that's my favorite Sierra video. Her feature in that video. Remember, she seduced the future with that dance. I can't keep my eyes off you. You know, she's doing like your body's calling or whatever all this stuff. But listen what he says in the video. Now, Sierra's all but engaged the future in that video. Do you hear what he said? I'm going to play it for y'all again. You're a dumbass shade you've been doing, doing over the years to him. But he sent you a clear message. Uh, my second favorite song is Body Parts. I love that video. And he said, because in that video, she, I see her smile. And I said, that's the one for me. She was engaged. 
Oh, oh, future, he plotted this shit. That's a Sagittarius. That Sagittarius plotted that shit. He's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I see it ain't going to work. I'm just waiting. I'm biding my time. Did he bide his time? Maybe not. Maybe there was a little flirting going on, future. Maybe a little wink-wink. If you when you ready to dump, when you ready to dump, and you know you got a spot over here, girl. <laughs> future just was me. Future, you just came in on the on the whole story. It was part of the story you didn't miss. He'd been plotting on your woman. He was plotting on your woman from the moment he saw your video. I can't keep my eyes on. She was seducing you all in that video. You thought you had her and everything. Shit. There was a Negro somewhere saying, nah, he ain't got that. That's mine right there. That don't belong to him. That belongs to me. Ooh, Russell, you just made that Scorpio know it's real. She's like, shit. Ooh, she got, I know she hot with that. I thought I was like, what? No, you didn't come for him. You the only came for him. Ooh, but you were savage with it. Like, hey, I saw her in that your video. I saw your girl in your video, and I came in. I went and got her. I done married her, and I got your whole family. Russell Wilson. <laughs> Y'all better quit talking about Russell Wilson. Y'all better recognize Russell Wilson is kind of gangster. Kind of gangster. <laughs> oh, I see you. I see what you see. See, see there. See, at first I was like, he don't act. He ain't acting like no sad. Oh, but he just acted like a sad right there. Ooh. Ah. Oh. Ooh, that Scorpio piss. That Scorpio ain't gonna lie. You gonna that Scorpio gonna be upset, upset for the next. He that Scorpio gonna be like, so she was playing with me. She was playing on me with him. <laughs> no, she probably wasn't playing. But what he's letting you know is that he was planning to get your girl from the beginning. He saw your girl, your woman who you was engaged to. He saw your woman who you had a baby back. He was all but mostly your wife. He was trying to be kind of. Your wife almost saw her. Said, "Damn, that smell. That ain't his woman. That's my woman. I'm about, I'm about, I'm about to get it." <laughs> Ooh, you said, "Jamil." Ooh, this is a revelation. To, it's a revelation to future. Future, like what? <laughs> I know that pissed him off. I saw her in that. And that was a direct message for you, future. It was a direct. It was so, it was done so smooth and savage. Sierra probably gave him, working on her fifth baby for that one. It was so, mm. (laughs) he's like, ah, you want to talk about me and son? Let me tell you the real truth of how I got your woman here. I already knew that was mine. <laughs> you didn't know, but I saw the video she was seducing you in. And I said, that's what I want. <laughs> oh, let me get to Portia Williams, Lord, have mercy. Portia. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Lord, help us. What's going on with my beautiful Portia? Portia, 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 Portia. Portia, how did it come to this? 
I do. I only think I can think of though. I ain't trying to be funny because I don't. I don't. I don't. Over the years, I. But I, I only thing I can remember when they they, they say in the rumors are in these streets that Simon done played you. The only thing I can think of is when you was on Real Housewives your first years of Real Housewives of Atlanta and you was married to Cardell still, or was you separated? I don't know. And when they was talking about the Underground Railroad. And you said, well, where did the train, or you said something about where did the train stop? <laughs> so she thought it was a real train. I was like, no. <laughs> That's a Porsche moment. That is a classic Porsche moment. For she thought there was an actual railroad, okay? And I said, Okay, that's probably the girl that's gotten played by Simon Gubada. And listen, I thought Simon has the money too, boy, y'all. But then I started thinking of Simon too easily gave that shit up, and she gave it up for the pool boy. A woman in her right mind ain't giving shit that shit up for the pool boy. So Simon probably already knew the tea. Allegedly. Portia Williams filed for divorce from Simon Grubadiah. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. After 15 months of marriage. Ooh, Portia had all them African weddings and everything. Who was paying for it, Portia? Portia Williams and Simon's marriage is coming to an end after a year after they tied the knot. The Real Housewives of Atlanta alone filed for divorce from Grubadiah on Thursday in Atlanta, according to court documents obtained by people. News of their split comes has rumors fly online about assignment citizen status. And this is from PeopleMagazine.com. Says, however, a source tells people the divorce is unrelated to recent allegations involving Simon's past. The cause of their split is an ongoing matter, as the insider, insider Williams 42 and Gubadiah 59 said, I do in November 2022 in a Nigerian traditional native law and custom ceremony, followed by an American ceremony in Atlanta. Child, girl, you ended. Listen, here, you went back to Real Housewives of Atlanta just in time. And I can recall on this show saying, Portia, why are you giving up all your checks? Remember when I said to Portia, she shouldn't got the radio show? And I was like, Portia, don't be giving up all your checks. Well, Portia allegedly thought she found cha-ching, cha-ching, okay? But allegedly... The rumors are that Portia's been out here getting tender swindled, tender swindled in these streets. Y'all remember the tender swindler? Oh, my Lord. Simon, is Simon the tender swindler? The Nigerian tender swindler? Jesus. Tell y'all my story about. Did I tell y'all that story last week about my tender, my the Nigerian tender swindler I had when I was in school at ORU? Oh, child, I had a. Let me tell you. But see, listen here. I was at Oral Roberts University, and it was a Christian tender swindler. But see, I'm smart. And he and he took. I remember I went out on a date with him to Carmen. Remember Carmen? I used to be in love with Carmen. Carmen, Carmen, the singer, the gospel singer, Carmen, 
He took me out on a date. Carmen tickets back in them days was high, you know, gospel Christian thing. He took me out of this Carmen date, took me out to eat afterwards and everything like that. It was like, it was really, it was nice. I was like, mmm. I was like, he was so sick, and he, he was over this big missionary thing or whatever, and they went to Africa and different places. I think, I don't know if I told y'all this story, but I'm going to tell y'all again if I didn't tell you. It was over this, he was over this big thing or whatever, and he was trying to get people to go, mission, uh, uh, you know, do missions in Africa and stuff like that. Okay, so he wanted me to go with him and be helping with his group and be a part of his helping head group. Or whatever. And I was like, okay, yeah, I might do that. I think about it. Child went to sleep that night. Listen, God, let me tell you, God will let God will let me know. I had a dream today about somebody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God will let me know, okay? <laughs> Listen, I had a dream that night. I had a dream about me. It was a crazy dream. I was running like in this place, and I felt like it was Africa. And this woman, I was, I was, I had, I had gotten married to somebody, and he was married to two people. And I remember saying, saying to this woman, could you point me in the direction of the embassy? I woke up. I called my friend up. I said, uh-uh, something ain't right. And she said, okay, I'll check around. Meanwhile, homeboys asked me out for another day. I was like, okay, I'll go out with you, but I'm still suspicious. Before the second date could even happen, my girlfriend sits in class with somebody, and she said, hey, I saw your friend at the at the concert with such and such. And my my friend goes, yeah, you know, she's been wondering about him. She said, well, let me talk to you after class so I can let you know. This girl tells me this dude is married. Wife is in England. He believes in having one wife. What's the dream I had about being in a, being somewhere with a second wife running around? Child. Listen, God had already told me the tape. I just needed somebody to confirm it. Listen, had all kind of crazy stuff, had to try to play her friend, everything. I don't know what he's going to get out of me because, listen, one thing you make me, I'm just, I'm Jewel B. French's grandbaby, okay? <laughs> I'm Annie Lee Mahone's grandchild, great-grandchild. I'm Ruby Chapman's grandchild. I am... Lolly Mahone's daughter. Who you think? Go on, you listen here. You couldn't attend this one week because mommy, you asked me for money. And our romance would have dried up. <laughs> okay. No. No. The moment that you asked me for a loan, I'd be like, mm-mm. Could my money from Africa get here? Could you give me? I pay you back when the checks from I'm I'm from a great or I would be like, hell no. Okay, listen here. And I'm from the hood. Okay. Listen, you could not have gotten away. <laughs> I'll say I'll I'll find you up. Okay. Thank God, God talks to me. Okay. Now the twin the swindler, the real twin the swindler, he has some game, a little bit of game. Simon. Kind of remind me of the real Dennis Winderman. Remember when the fallen had, when Portia had fallen on the real housewives of Atlanta when they was, when Fallon was her friend on that show and they went to Fallon's mansion, her and Simon had, and Portia was like, Fallon said, I might have to take him. <laughs> That's me interpreting, okay? But later on, 
of alleged Tinder swindler, the Nigerian Tinder swindler, who may be Simon, okay? Because they are saying in these streets that Simon ain't got no money. And today, people are saying Portia has put out, she wants all financial uh, uh, papers and everything kept from Simon. Don't throw none away. And please let the prenup be enforced. Portia is asking, asking for the prenup to be enforced. Oh! God, girl, I'm glad you didn't get pregnant. Oh, Lord. Oh, Portia. Portia had African dreams. It's a ching, ching, ching. Oh, it's money. Oh, I'm just hearing so many terrible things that allegedly, and it's not good. Damn, Portia. Portia, hurry up and file for divorce, okay? Portia was like, I ain't got nobody. You been kidding us with me, I'm not doing Oh, no, no, no. Poor Portia. It's pretty Portia. Portia, Portia you need to get a, a sinistry chart pulled because you are not. Love is, listen, here. You could have stayed with the hot dog dude. Oh, my Lord. Uh-uh-uh. Portia did a chart pool, okay? You done went from Cardell School, where's the Cardell School? To the tennis school. I need Portia. I'm going to need Portia. Yeah, she requested Simon, the Google, the Google does, does not destroy financial records and prenup is in force. Jeez, Portia. I cannot wait to hear more of this story because I think all of us was like, what? You know, I just knew. I said, "Why is Portia just like a woman?" I mean, I just knew, like, not like, 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 it just felt something was off. But I didn't think it wasn't him not, not having the coin. Of course, I hope you didn't pay for that window. Wet, them wet. I don't know. We got to hear more. This is all alleged. I'm sure we'll hear more about what is really going on with that situation, okay? Crazy, man. Portia, Portia, Portia. Y'all going to have to say a prayer for a Portia, okay? And fine, because our Lord, he got, he, he, he got to come to some. Okay, so let's see. The next thing I want to talk to you, I think I got time. Let me see what our last story is going to be. Um... And then I'll probably do some part two or part two. I can't promise y'all, but I'll try to do a part two. Okay, let's talk about Shannon Sharp real quick. <clears throat> and what he said this week about older women. Let's play this. Uh, let's see if you can play this. Okay. Shannon Sharp, and this is from Hollywood Unlocked. Shannon Sharp and Chad Johnson speak on dating younger women. Okay, check this out. Be in everybody's business right. and don't find that creepy. Mm. I, oh, what? Hold on. Can you get her groove back? She ain't going to get his groove back. Well, how the hell got his groove back? Yeah. Y'all didn't say that was Because I remember I went to the movie and she's right.
is uh, let love guide you, okay? But, you know, there are some people who are out here in these streets who pick specifically young women and then tend to diss, diss, try to diss older women, which I felt like Shannon Sharp and them a little bit was doing, okay? Even though, <clears throat> even though I just, you know, even though I just think, I mean, you know, you don't have to want them, okay? I mean, you know, he has a right to like whoever he wants to. If you want to like, you know, you want to date the young girl, go on and do it. Knock yourself out. But that doesn't guarantee that you groom them. It doesn't guarantee that you, you run them or whatever else. doesn't guarantee any of that, okay? So uh, just crazy. I thought that was an interesting thing. And a lot of older women are starting to be like, what in the world is going on? What's all these attacks against older women? There's even attacks against older women who look really good. Like men are like coming for them like, oh, she's real pretty. You know, she, well, you know she's 50, 55. She's 56. She's out here 55 singing 55-year-old coochie. So what? You out here singing 52, 50, 45-year-old dick. I mean, come on, serious. And it's more women are more likely to be more sexually active than men. They say men start losing it. They yell, "Listen, some players, some quit doing that." This is crazy. <laughs> they did. They tend to diss the women who are looking gorgeous, saying they slanging old coochie without it, even though they looking gorgeous. To me, I, I, I already told you what I thought. It's patriarchal society issues. Okay. So you know, a lot of these, a lot of these older women are, are being age defiant. It's hard for these men. They like, whoa, they, they, you know, <laughs> and a lot of them are sometimes leaving partners or long term partners and stuff like that because they, you know, they're out looking for different experience. And to me, I think that threatens the patriarchy as they get older and they say, well, we can always find somebody, but, you know, hey, you can't, everybody can, this is on you, it may be harder for a woman, so what? Women find life, okay? So it just depends on what you're looking for or what you're at, okay? I just thought that was interesting. Y'all, I've come to the end of the show. I will try to do a poo later this week because I got a lot more stories I wanted to talk to y'all about. We will try, I will try to get to them. Uh, but meanwhile, you know, guys, I got to get out of here. We will, uh, I will try to see y'all sometime this week. Let's go out with uh, one of my favorites. Jump to it, Aretha Franklin. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. It's the real. I'll see y'all. Bye.
Bye. 